Right, I think that's uh, that's the man. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Let's do this. Right. Oh, no, I see Jimmy Jean. Enter. Yo. Okay. Jimmy, sir. How are you? Hey, Kev, how you doing, bro? It's good, good to see you, bro. Hey, you're looking good, man. Uh, I am. <laughs> yeah, you Thanks, got change. Your, your beard looks a little fuller and more shaved and more, um, I don't know. You got something going, though. You got to look. <laughs> I was, right, I was, uh, I'm at that point where I, ne I, I need to uh, get the clippers out. But I just keep putting it off. No one sees me. Except on the camera, and uh, ah, who cares about that? I'm getting ready to hook the network up and go live on YouTube, so just stand by and mute up for a second, and then we're going to do some table talk. Bruce is here, Bruce McDonald and Rock Rio. Uh, Epic's not here, he's driving over to his house. Uh, okay, no so, worries. Uh, what we uh, lazing in on today? What's the oh, we're just gonna we're gonna hone in on you and what you've been doing, and I'm sure there'll be stuff to talk about around that. So, and then uh, maybe some human sexuality a little bit later since it's Friday night. Oh, talk. <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen around here, man. Rule one, sir. Rule one. Rule one. Never, never, uh, never we'll worry. Talk about Fight Club. Yeah, we can talk about scratching our ass, and it'll be interesting. Especially Bruce, he's got words. He's Where words. to worms? That'll make you scratch. Bruce is sideways right now. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. His camera's sideways. Hey, Bruce, you're sideways. Oh, there you go. There he goes. All right, I'm going to hook this network, and then we're going to YouTube. So first you'll hear the network come on with a bunch of noisy ads and shit. And then uh, once we're past all that, we'll be on YouTube. Hang on a second. Freedom. Here we go. There's Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Good to see you, man. You going back in? Still men out there. God damn. I go home. People ask me, hey, who? Why do you do it, man? Why? Some kind of war junkie? I won't say a goddamn word. Why? They won't understand. They won't understand why we do it. They won't understand it's about the men next to you. That's it. That's all it is. Revolution Radio. Freedomslips.com. Number one listener supporter radio. The printing press for freedom at a time when freedom is needed the most. Join me at Revolution Radio. 
Studio B at 11 a.m. on Saturday for free association. When we take a look at philosophy, spirituality, psychology, social issues, and geopolitics. It's every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern on Studio B at freedomslips.com. Ladies and gentlemen, live! 
live from the broken down, low-rent, sleazy, double-greasy Pirate Radio Nut Hut Studios, it's time for the very first ever Southern... It's Friday night. My name is Jimmy. It's Revolution Radio. Got a very special show for you tonight. It's going to be more fun than a barrel full of monkeys. We got Dr. Dr. Kevin McCarran's here. Rocket Rio is here. Here. And you're here in the microcosm on the They could just roam around your house and sniff your butt whenever they want with this robotic broom that they who so, what Roomba? I, I think. Rigid Bardot, man. Anyway, yeah, no, Amazon. Oh, I think Amazon bought Roomba, and now it's a wandering spy just follow you anywhere in your house you want to you want to go you're plus it can map your house you know can tell where you are it's just you know it's despicable i say you know yeah, well you know i mean it's not bad enough you got alexa listening to you all the time right see you know that's what i'm saying they gave alexa some legs they turned the roomba into alexa i mean what is it a different chipset don't, don't they don't they also have like this quote home security system yeah. There's like little drones that fly around your house too. Well, I don't know about the drone part, but I do know that we did a whole show on telling people to opt out of that thing. Otherwise they were going to be on online. No, I'm, I'm pretty that? sure it's an Amazon product or 
Yeah, I think it's an Amazon product where they have like these security drones that you can program to fly around your house if they detect noise or whatever. They'll 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 fly down the stairs into the basement to see what the thump in the night was, kind of thing. Well, man, but, I, uh, I don't want to waste too much time chit chattering because you know there's stuff going on in the world, and especially, I mean, did you see this thing? I want to get Bruce in here, but did you see this thing with? Um, there's an interview with Joe Rogan, and basically Zuckerberg admitted that the FBI had pressured him not to not to show anything about this uh, Hunter Biden laptop story. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I heard about it. I didn't actually see the whole thing, but right, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zuck's Zuck's a dirty dog, man. Let's get the buzz saw from Costa Rica in here. The Godfather of the. He's there. He's everywhere. From the Talamaca Mountains in Costa Rica. Mr. Bruce Mac Donald. Are you there? I thought I heard you chirp out of out from underneath those three simultaneous drummers. It's always I am here. It's an, always an entertaining opening, Bruce, when we play your intro there, the 21st Century Schizoid Man. Yeah. You Go know, I, I never really wanted to be a stickler about this, but when I said I was a big King Crimson fan, I meant when they reformed after that 70s prog rock stuff. Ah. So, but, I, you know, you're a music guy, so you'll, the early stuff's not that good. You know the court of the Crimson King and all that stuff, but when they regroup these under um, Robert Fripp, it's just amazing, man. It's 20th century Mozart. So you're talking about discipline, three of a perfect pair, construction of light. Anyway, so you you got you got to rebrand me with the song. 21st century schizoid run was like their first album in the late 60s or early 70s. Incredibly prophetic, actually, when you think about it, though, right? I know. Well, you think about the lyrics of that particular song. I mean, especially the second verse, you know, where your innocence so, is raped by we're punk. Talking about, <laughs> we're talking about some punk named Zuck and some punk named Jack Dorsey at Twitter. Is this what we're talking about? And how they um, stabbed uh, the MAGA king in the back like Caesar himself, A2 Brutus? Well, and, uh, it could be looked at that way. And I guess that is the <laughs> result, ultimately, of what happened. But I think more in, in, in tune with what we're trying to say about it is, well, then um, all you have to do is not talk about it and it doesn't exist. Right? I mean, just yeah. you just eliminate it somehow. I mean, what happens when you get eliminated? Like, hey, we don't want this guy uh, you know, anymore in the megaverse, so we're going to just make you a non-person. Does that make us live yeah. in? Does that make us live in like, uh, uh, you know, Harrison Ford, you know, in the in the in the future, under the bridge, in the uh, yeah. in the encampment, in the freedom fighter zone, where everybody else is a mindless drone in the system, only listening to the piped-in, you know, echo chamber that's stuffed down their throats to keep them in line and marching for their $2,000 a month stipend. 
the money that expires at the end of the month. You can't save any money on this new system, Bruce. Because if you have $500 left over from last month, it disappears because the new month currency comes in and then you're out the door. You can't save money. You only have enough to merely subsist in the uh, system and to cover the ultimate nut of these corporations to keep running at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, man. Well, you That's know, some good news for you, gents, actually. You uh, do. Come yeah. on, Dr. McCarran, Dr. Uh, Japan, uh, Japan's rejected. Uh, central bank digital currencies. Now, did they? Now, what? because I saw the the giant. Let's talk about that, Doc. Because you did you did you know about the executive order that Biden signed uh, on March thirteenth? That in December thirteenth this year, that the United States of America is going to go with central bank digital currency CBDC is what it's called. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, I have, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but when Trump came in, they were talking about how everyone was going to have a post office linked federal wallet, basically. And, you know, we, we all know where CBDCs end up. It's programmable. They don't want you to squirrel anything away for a rainy day and, you to be completely dependent uh, upon them for well subsistence basically because that's that's what it will mean is is subsistence until you're uh, until you're a fault criminal of one form or another and you know in the last few weeks I had my PayPal just yanked because uh, they didn't like the they didn't like me. That's, that's, that's just I was I was in breach of their their terms of service for didn't say what just uh, we we reserved the right to withhold banking services from you and I had that happen to myself last week. Now I had a big deposit from uh, one of the contracts that I have, mm. and um, and so all of a sudden I went there and my money wasn't there, and so I went to PayPal and asked them what was going on, and they said well. We don't know if your customers got delivery of their items, so we're holding your money for 21 days to make sure that they get their delivery. Mm. And I said, it's nice. I said, my services are not goods. My services are technological uh, services, mm. and I do through that. And so once when I get paid is when the service has already been delivered. So, you know, I went through this whole thing, but I had to sit there for 21 days, man. Mm. And, yeah. I mean, I got it straightened out, but but, but I mean, if I hadn't have gotten it straightened it out, then you know, I would I would have uh, continued on like that. So I mean, they they've done that before. Go ahead. Oh well, I mean, um, just someone's just said in my chat. Tried to donate on Streamlabs just now. Got this message. Cannot. Yeah, the Streamlabs won't work now because it goes to PayPal, etc. And um, if you want to want to help me. Is there any way that anybody can get to you and give you a donation? Do you have a do you have Cash App or do you have a, so on any... my website? There's a tip jar and it's Stripe powered. So like I, said, I don't see credit cards or anything, but there's a option in there if you want to um, chuck some shekels my way. And 
And I think everybody, if you could really, it would help out Kev a lot if you could do that, you know, and, uh, he's, he's, he's been there for a lot of people too. Um, you know, making donations himself when, you know, his PayPal was up and running. So man, maybe you could throw the doc a few bones and we'd appreciate it, man. He could use it. And he's, you know, he's been, a, he's been a uh, pillar of, uh, of strength throughout this whole COVID situation that we've been through. And, uh, you know, please, uh, Kev, it's, uh, it's McCarrandojo.com, right? Yeah. Dojo. Yeah. M-double-C-A-I-A-R-N. Dojo, like karate dojo.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, look, this is, this is the future that's coming for us, right? They're, they've made it abundantly clear what it is that they want to do. And, you know, most people are just not in a position to push back because of the debt that most people are in mortgages to pay kids to feed and most people would just want to keep their head down and one of the the greatest hits and i mean back when uh remember kev baker back when kev baker uh was doing his show one of the things that we used to play you know here and there on the show was this thing that had come out about a planned opolis mm. uh, when fossil fuels and expensive energy, so on and so forth. And it's like a little three minute clip. So, I mean, you know what I'm going to do is just, you know, it's greatest hits from Speculation Island. And I mean, years ago, uh, Kevin and I were saying, you know, this here is definitely um, a look at the a look at the potential future. So uh, my name is Jimmy Sears, the Microcosm. Dr. Kevin McCarran's here, McCarranDojo.com. Go over there, please, and please uh, help him out, make a donation. PayPal's taking his funds. And, I mean, even here at the network, uh, when the owner, uh, the founder of this network that we're on, Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, when he passed on, uh, you know, he went on. uh, uh, PayPal did the exact same thing to to the network, and they took all the network's funds away, and they didn't have – and we didn't have any money. And so the, everybody kept us on the air. The listeners have, have been uh, fabulous and uh, kept everything going here. So um, if you like, uh, yeah, Epic Journeyman's messaging, he's saying he's still trying to travel across the big islands, not going to make it for the show. Here, let's take a listen to this. Mine's Jimmy Tins the Microcosm. This you can find for yourself on Forum for the Future, Action for a Sustainable World. Travel in the cities of the future. Planned Opolis. In a world of fossil fuels and expensive energy, the only solution is tighten urban planning and full urban transport. I'm trying to read these coming up. So these are this is like the big climate change scenario. Hang on a second here. Let me get the beef. Where's the beef? Is what they're gonna be saying in the future. Where's the beef? Hi, I'm so glad you're on time. I'm V. I'm looking forward to showing you around Planopolis today. My husband works from home. He's a virtual engineer working in one of the city's desalination plants. He controls the robots who do all the important maintenance. I think he basically plays computer games for a living. <laughs> Are you ready to go? Have you got your calorie card open on your smartphone? I registered your visit with Slick Travel Corp the other day, so they've uh, allotted you a journey time to to match mine. 
It makes so much sense, doesn't it? Switch off brain and go to work. <laughs> With this many people around, I'm glad there's a mega computer in charge. We're so lucky. Uh, our kids were allocated to school quite near my practice, so I can drop them off on the way. It saves on our calorie ration. Well, it won't be long until the little darlings get their career announcements. They've been working so hard, so I'm sure they'll get something good. Not, not the... They've been working so very hard, and it's their birthday. <laughs> hey, Bruce, it's their birthday. They might get some meat. What's wrong with fixing carbon scrubbers for a living or anything? Are you hungry? Let's pop to the market as we're passing. Right, what's on the menu this month? No, not meat. It's not your birthday. The Global Food Council are doing a really good job of keeping food production going. I mean, you don't get the choice you used to, but... Pea and potato pie. <laughs> That's what's on the shelf. That's it. Hey, what do we got to store this month, Bruce? Pea and potato pie. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, please, Mummy. Ooh. Hey, I please have some more. Yeah, exactly. Not the most. I think it's probably easiest to walk from here. You barely see a car in the city centre nowadays, unless you're rich. <laughs> oh, the state. Oh, hold on a second. They still have cars if you're rich in Plantopolis. Interesting. Everybody else has taken self-driving cars that go three miles an hour. But it looks like there's a rich dude pulling up in a Jag with some blacked-out windows right here. Cartoon Jag, that is. They just aren't practical anymore. We're all trying to meet our global carbon deal. Electric bikes are so much better for getting around our neighborhood. And why waste valuable space on car parks when you can use them to grow food? Exactly. Why waste all that parking space when you can grow food? I mean, doesn't it make sense? I mean, what's wrong with it? Why don't people want to just walk right, waltz right into it? <laughs> we need a 21st century Charles Dickens to capture all this shit. I don't, I don't feel it's properly being captured. Where's the Oliver Twist in all of this, man? Where's, uh, wait. Where's <laughs> wait, dude. It's coming. It's coming. The, it seems like, I mean, let's see when this originally came out. Now, I remember playing this. Okay, this came out in 2011. This is 21 years old, man. Okay. 11 years old, dude. What? You said 2011? Makes it 11 years old. 11 years old, whatever. <laughs> Decade, two decades, who cares? <laughs> I don't have my glasses you on. Pop, can't think. Pop open a, you can pop open a calculator, Jimmy. Take the five seconds. Okay, no worries. <laughs> but anyway, listen, the point is, you get my point. It's, it, this 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 is like uh, the, whoever came up with this idea at the World Economic Forum sounds like they watched this movie back in 2011 and they just went, hey, man, we could use this shit for the Great Reset. What do you think, Bob? Sounds good. Give me that costume. Give well, me that this, co but this is, you know, been on the cards for a long time, right? You can go Club of Rome and, you know, all, all this Malthusian ideologies and thinking. They've, they've been just biding their time and waiting and getting getting people positioned and and now there's a push for artificial scarcity and you know one of the fallouts from covid was they've sort of snapped the the supply chains and well at the same time saying wow well, starting wars 
with uh, one of the planet's largest uh, suppliers of natural gas and oil. And yeah, that if there's a plan there, it looks <laughs> you'd have to you have to work very hard to convince me it was all just spontaneous at this point. There's no. Um... Did, um, did you guys see the German Chancellor's uh, trip to Canada and what was achieved with Trudeau? Oh, yeah, hydrogen. They're going to start shipping hydrogen to Germany. But what was the but what was the real intent of the chancellor going to Canada? It was to secure a new natural gas pipeline, mm. and Trudeau wouldn't sell them any because none 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 of the port facilities that would transport it would get through the regulatory process in Canada now. Mm. So we're letting you know whatever you want to call them, comrades and allies in Europe. We're going to let them freeze over the winter to hold to some green ideal that is a, is a propaganda nightmare gone horribly wrong over three decades. It's mind-boggling. Okay. Mind-boggling. Right. There, there are posters around Britain right now that are sort of yellow and blue in solidarity with the Ukraine flag. And Again, it could be Photoshop for all I know, but um, literally it says on it, you will be cold this winter in the top blue part uh, and in the bottom part, just says because they need it more right so yeah yeah peons in europe you're gonna have uh, cold showers you're gonna have to go to communal warming centers i i mean i saw this thing with the german is this the same german guy who was saying the other day that you need you need to use a washcloth he said hey there's a new invention it saves water it's called a washcloth mm. A shower with a washcloth, that's what you ought to do. And I said, well, hey, man, if you're going to go that far, why don't you just break out this new, and I got this, you want, you want to get a rich? Here, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a million-dollar idea right now. You ready? Everybody ready? Get your pens out. Jimmy's going to drop some science on your ass right now. Hey, man, you want to save a little bit of energy? I got this new green way to dry your clothes. It doesn't use any electricity and uses no gas what you do is you get a rope and you hang it out in your backyard and stretch it from a tree or a beam or something and you make this thing and you hang your clothes on it and the wind blows your clothes back and forth and dries them what do you guys think uh that's government wind sir meant for the windmills how dare you how dare you we can transport people across oceans we don't need to use any energy whatsoever we can use this wind yeah but they, they, they need that wind for the windmills dude so you're, you're, you're pinching straight from the government and therefore the public's pocket how dare you i, I know that one i know so what what's the most what's what's the most heartening thing you saw all week guys for me hands down it was like the righteous beatdown of those arrogant amish thinking they could run a food co-op that feeds four thousand people without government supervision I mean, they deserved the, the AR-15 butt in the chin, arrogant. I didn't bastards. see that. I didn't see that, but it sounds like an awesome It's a humanity. Dude, they raided, they, ra they raided an Amish community that set up, and specifically because of what they did. So what they decided to do was set up a food co-op. Now, why is this so close to my heart? Well, we went through this in Canada in the last decade with a, a German farmer. And he, he set up a raw milk co-op, and he had a dairy farm. And so, I mean, he, he was selling milk to like 100 neighbors. 
And the Canadian government went in there with a SWAT team and took away $250,000 worth of milking equipment. And um, this is pretty scary when they're shutting down at a governmental level organized communities of food production and guaranteed food supply. If that's not a red Yeah, but Bruce, 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 you're just, you're not thinking big picture here, sir. You're not thinking big picture. Think of the nitrogen that those farms are putting out there. All all that runoff. Think about all the cow farts that they're saying. Yeah, yeah. I hope they just euthanize those cows on the spot. Save us the methane load. I have two old-fashioned milking devices right here. I got two giant hands to just pull down and milk that cow. Milk it for everything it's worth. Suck every bit of juice out of that cow. Let me ask you a question. How many, hey, Rio, when we did that research, how many vaccines do cows get? To, for all these different diseases and stuff. Oh, it was swilling a glass of milk. It was like hundreds. <laughs> when you put your lips up to a glass of milk and get a milk mustache, it's not just milk anymore, is it, on your lip? No. Uh, What's on your lip, man? I don't know. It's white. It looks like milk. Well, there's milk in there, and there's, like, mucus in there. There's pus from all those infections. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. The whole, that whole document, dude. Yeah, so, so, so precisely the reason why we just just be taking those bovines and uh, shooting them in the head and making funeral pies out of them. Well, did you? Well, the, the the better one was though it was chickens. The, you, you, everybody knows how big a chick is, right? It's about the size of an egg, a little bit bigger than an egg. Do you know they put twenty three ounces of uh, stuff into those chicks every day with through the needle. Twenty three ounces a so day what do you want? into a chick. In, in, want... Into a four ounce chick. You want and some... then, then they wonder why why things are a little screwed up. Light meat or dark meat for you off the turkey. <laughs> what the hell is in there, man? And I mean and then you couple that with whatever else there is. I mean, you know, for example Everybody loves to drink their water. Everyone wants to stay hydrated. I mean, is there a moment in the day where you don't see somebody carrying a plastic bottle of water? Well, listen, have you ever done any interesting uh, research on the trucking industry? It's very interesting. There's a lot of rules in there. But one of the things about it is when I'm carrying a load of, say, plastic water bottles filled with water in the back of my truck, it's not refrigerated. So the temperature in the back of one of these trailers on a hot freeway, thousands of miles, I mean, you can get up to 180 degrees in there in that water. That water's sitting there getting hotter and hotter. And guess what? While it gets hotter, all those nasty chemicals start leaching into that water. And, and those nasty chemicals, by the way, are synthetic estrogens. Exactly. So then you wonder, you say to yourself, geez, it's interesting how all of a sudden there seems to be a lot of feminine male characters running around. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying. No, we need to get that toxic masculinity under control and unleash the synthetic estrogens. Yeah. So what's that called? Bisphenol A is the stuff that's... Uh, a, yeah. 
Now, does that doc now you you have a your professional opinion? Does that or does that not mimic female hormones? Um, we've we've known about these estrogen mimicking compounds for a long time. Um, my my concern is not the chemicals. My concern is the targeting of young children in classrooms by ideologues who who have bought into the idea that um, biological reality doesn't doesn't matter you can start telling uh preschoolers and five and six year olds that boys and girls can just in swap day by day per hour by hour do you think that's a little preconditioning um psychologically for the uh, eventual future that they know is going to happen because of all these different ways that uh, the genders are being uh, mixed beyond the psychological messages that we see in the media, but then also chemically, people are put into a situation of uh, not knowing exactly what it is they where they are or what they are anymore. They're just kind of going with the flow. I mean, is this part of that? Because they know that you know eventually, <clears throat> you know, there's going to be a point in the world where these chemicals are going to come home to roost and maybe things aren't going to be like they were before. Maybe, maybe the, 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 uh, the natural way of being where we were attracted to a female to reproduce if you're a male or a female to a male to reproduce if you're female, uh, maybe that the whole idea of reproduction is taken completely out of the evolutionary equation here on earth. And, Man, uh, th th there are eugenicists running this show that I'm sure uh, want that, right? Th th well, you, you know, it's interesting, too, because what you just said, Kevin, in, in the music news this week, Demi Lovato just decided that she was going to go back to using she, her pronouns again because she was feeling feminine this week. Mm -hmm. uh, that, I, that was actually a news story in my inbox. So that, you know, it ties kind of right into the, uh, well, let's just flip flop back and forth depending on what we feel like. Well, I'll tell you how bad it is, right? I, I did a stream this week. Right? I, I literally flipped out basically because it was from the journal Science, right? It's one of, it, it, it is the premier scientific journal, right? If you get, if you get a publication in there, you're made. And in, in the editorial, was uh, an article from someone who does astrophysics um, eulogizing how the the straight restrictive world around the Appalachians in the 90s where she grew up was nothing like the uh, the fluid physics that she's come to learn in in our institutions right and th th this being uh, bad enough already because I don't I don't think there's any any reason for there to be being um, gender identity issues being forward in a scientific journal. It's not not the place. Find another find another oh. uh, general interest magazine to publish that article. But I just I just went and had a look at who this individual was, right? And she had some stuff up on YouTube, and this is this is how narcissistic m malignantly these people are in the you know when you give a scientific lecture usually you'll have the title of your talk that you're gonna edify the audience with and 
she's literally put her pronouns on the title page of her of her scientific lecture. Now, <laughs> look, man. Um, as as far as I'm concerned, I don't care what she does in private, right? But the this, when you're going to do science, that's you're going to do a job of work, right? That you know requires you know degree of concentration. You you don't need people coming in and enforcing their own mental disorders on onto you because they they feel that that takes prime importance over their subject. They're trying to crowbar it in. And in doing so, all it does is is destroy our ability to develop cutting edge science, right? Because we're having to pander to an ever more vocal and ever more deranged ideology that that sees it as a mission to go in and change everything. But that but they would use the the language of science to to try to bolt it onto their mental illnesses right they'll they'll talk about r how relativity plays into their gender dysphoria and it's all it's all it's all elastic at some level and it, it, no that's not the case these are these are people with mental illness that are being enabled right now by a system that seems hell-bent on destruction or hell-bent on dismantling the building block of uh societies which is the family and you know so, what's up? So, so no more sir no more ma'am no more erectile dysfunction uh dysfunction clinics um i mean who goes to an erectile dif dysfunction clinic i mean don't you have to have a penis yeah uh, you used hey, to you, I used to, you can just pretend now and turn up there with you uh yeah this is it's just so confusing and then and then this word cisgender uh, in describing people who want to continue to use their old pronoun. Hmm. They call it cisgender. That sounds, that sounds gay. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it, this is very deliberate, Jimmy. These, there's, a, there's a targeted subversion that's been going on for decades, you could argue, and, you know, whether it's whether it's the old Soviet Union, I don't know. I I I, I don't think it matters right, at this. You're point. on the right show, Doc. I'm on the right show. Yeah. You're, you're on the right show. Yeah, we've documented decades of uh, leading up to this. Mm. So you know what I, I saw today, or this week, I saw a little news clip that the requirement for a medical gender reassignment diagnosis is it can be as little as a two-hour session with a psychiatrist. Yeah. yeah. Now, Bruce. Two hours. One two-hour session. Bruce, right? And, they, they, and Now, we have to remember the legal authority bestowed upon the medical community because, you know, they're an adjunct of the legal system. You can't, you're never going to see a rabbi, a priest, or an imam go into a court of law to speak about state of mind. It has to be a psychiatrist. Right, they're the only people with legal authority to speak about state of mind and consciousness. Now, Bruce, you a couple of weeks ago you were talking about something that you discovered, and I thought it was very interesting. And now that the docs here, maybe MS. Yeah, the fact that this this uh, diagnosis manual has no basis in reality or anything to to, to do with a physical, uh, mental condition. Go ahead. So, just anybody at home, uh, play at home, kids. 
just go to YouTube and in the search queue, put in psychiatric fraud. Um, so this is a huge movement now. There are huge YouTube channels dealing with people who've interviewing people who've been through the psychiatric system. And I never knew this. And the reason I got on to this was I was watching a lecture. I like to watch lectures online. YouTube can be very productive if you're disciplined. <laughs> and I believe I was watching a, a Princeton lecture and, um, it was on, uh, was written by, it was a thesis by a fellow who was doing his doctorate in uh, medical history. I had no such notion as well that there was even such a doctorate one could get, but medical history. And he did this thesis on the formation of the DMS, which is the Diagnostic Manual. I forget what the S stands for. The Diagnostic Statistical and, Manual for Mental. Yeah, the DSM. Yeah. The DSM, yeah, which is the, which is the psychiatric manual. And, I mean, he really did his homework. He gathered up all the notes, the meeting minutes of the committee at Princeton that did this. And his thesis is that about 80, 83% of the DSM is complete fraud. Like, they literally made it up. And I thought, okay, I'm watching this. The guys at Princeton, I don't, is this a thing? Like, how could, you know, b people be talking about this? And then, as YouTube will do, I started to get video recommendations. And I segued into this growing community of psychiatric fraud. But I think the whole um, medical profession of um, the, the psychiatric wing of it is really kind of nefarious and probably the largest violator of the Hippocratic Oath. Because so now, more did, didn't a lot of this stuff start uh, with Freud and Bernays, though? Mm -hmm. This this whole psychiatric uh, statistical Freud. thing? Wait, wasn't, wasn't this their brainchild? Mm-hmm. The di diagnostic yeah. statistical manual. I, I don't know if it was Freud, but um, look, this trying to trying to diagnose people is is tough, right? <laughs> especially especially the in the neuropsychiatric domain. I, I mean, I'm as a neuroscientist. I like to sort of try and keep it a little bit more pure with respect Dark. to what it what it is that we're looking at, right? So you Dark. either Sorry, sorry. I gotta ask. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I gotta ask this question because this is one of the linchpin, linchpins of the theory of dysfunction in psychiatry. Most of the pharma that is prescribed is alleged to have been formulated based on um, an understanding of the chemical harmony or the chemical balance of the human brain. It came out in this Princeton lecture that there is no test to 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 understand what the chemical balance of the brain is is that true complex question so what you're uh, what, what there's no one factor right and so that, that this is where the skill comes in with the neurologist the psychiatrist and but when dealing with mental disorders but I, I would say let's let's look at what we can agree does look maladaptive Right. So we, we we've all seen someone who has over obsessive compulsive behavior. Right. They can't leave their house without checking the lock 20 times and they've got to go back through the door and they've got to do the same pattern of behavior over and over and over again till they uh, till they break out of it and then can do the next 
next item on the list, right? We, we can kind of agree that that seems maladaptive. Um, there are um, anxiety type conditions that, you know, we know, uh, that, look, you can find physiological correlates for that, cortisol and, um, and, you know, a lot of the time the patient's subjective descriptions is useful in helping to define this. Now, the, the issue comes when you, when you're trying to take a more nebulous set of symptoms, right? I'm depressed. Well, okay. What, what do you mean depressed? Oh, I just feel. Well, yeah. And so there's, isn't there something, there's a difference between depressions. Like there's something called situational depression. And that means you're just bummed out because something happened. <laughs> and then it's like clinical depression where you're constantly depressed. Yeah. Constantly. Like, like clinic, cl severe clinical depression. Right. You, you can, we can look at and you can find, you know, you could do functional MRI or PET imaging and you can find areas of low activity, etc. It's very, it's very difficult to get a instantaneous measure of a uh, uh, neural transmitter, their, their metabolism, the levels and how they're interacting. That's, that's very, very difficult, very invasive to do. And so there's a, there's a sort of, there's an inference that has to be done. And again, I would say that, that yes, there are core neurological disorders that have an organic basis. Um, if, however, that you're, what you're dealing with is the existential dread of your existence because your job isn't fulfilling, you're in abusive relationships, whatever, you've got, uh, well, addiction, you could argue, as a, uh, a, a biological disease in, in, in and of itself. Um, and, you know, all these things can compound. And there's no... There's no silver bullet in this, in these instances, and you you need right. a, a combination of you know look. Once you rule out a whole set of probables in, in depression, for example, then usually you find that the antidepressants can help. They do help people. The problem is, is that we've gone around and tried to medicalize everything. Feel a bit blue? Oh, you must be depressed. Feel feel a little bit anxious about, and yeah. I mean, like a little bit, right? Then it's yeah. and this it's, it's a very American problem that they would um, yeah. try to give you a pill, sell you a pill, and keep you coming back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The most medicated people on the planet per capita, I think, are the Americans. Yeah. Uh, at least we're farmers. Yeah. When I was going, when I was going through my cancer treatment, um, they really wanted me to quit smoking, and I really wanted to quit smoking too. So I was with it. So they also wanted to put me on antidepressants. Okay? Now I refused the I refused the medical treatment of antidepressants, and they asked me to give a reason why. They said, because everybody does it when they go through this. And I said, well, 
well, how long will I be on it for? Is there a specific time when I stop being depressed about getting cancer? And he says, well, I don't know. Typically, it's about two years or so. And I said, no, I don't, I'd rather not. I'd rather just go through this now. And then when it's over, have it be over. And then I can just, you know, get on with the rest of my life if I live. Mm. So I specifically said, no. Now, cut to the cigarettes. They say, Jimmy, there's this new drug, okay? People are having tremendous success with <clears throat> quitting smoking. I mean, quitting smoking, some people say, is harder than heroin, Jimmy. We've got this new drug. It's called Shantix. Mm. How do you feel about it? I said, man, you know, I'm already taking 20 pills a day because I'm going through these treatments. I said, go ahead, give it to me. I'll start taking it. So I started taking it, man. Now, let me just say, back in the day, old Jimmy, I sampled a lot of drugs in my day before I got clean and sober. Okay? Let me just say, I used to get completely effed up on just about everything. And those two days that I took that Chantix, okay, I've never been that high in my life, man. And I swear, I thought I was, I, I mean, I literally... It was more intense than some LSD trips I've been on. So, awesome. I'm getting some. Yeah, well, after the second day, I wanted to go take a look at exactly what it was that they were giving me. Come to find out, lo and behold, Doc, it wasn't no smoking drug. There wasn't anybody anywhere saying, let's stop these. Let's find a cure. Let's help people quit smoking. You know what it was? Like anything, et cetera, and... I, I, I don't think that's a fair way of looking at these medicines. Um, you know, some people benefit greatly, some people less so. But, you know, look, if I'm, I've got a headache, I'd like to know there's some ibuprofen in the, in the bathroom. Yeah. And let's also say that, you know, if you are on antidepressants and for some reason you hear information that makes you feel as though that you don't want to continue with that, you need to go to your doctor and let them know because one of the worst things you can do, and I did it, was I didn't even know this then when I did it, but I just quit taking it. You're not supposed to just quit taking it all of a sudden once you start taking it. So make sure, you know, if you decide that you don't want to go that route or whatever reason, you talk to your medical uh, practitioner over that. I'm Jimmy. It's in the microcosm. It's revolutionradiofreedomslips.com. We are a completely 100% listener-supported station. No commercials. Mosey on down there. Say hello to my little friend over there, Patreon, and uh, drop a you know drop a few bones in there if you can. I really want to suggest if you uh, are in a giving mood, if you've given the Revolution Radio already, and you're looking for a place to put some money that'll really make a difference, I would highly recommend that you jump on over to McCarran Dojo Doc and uh, step on over to the tip jar and help out Doc McCarran. Um, We'll talk a little bit about some of the things you did uh, during the during the uh, the uh, last two years and uh, what he's doing now and into the future. And you know, a lot of what happens on the show is organic. Now we weren't planning on talking about the brain, and we weren't like planning on mushroom. <laughs> like a mushroom. But um, what 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 struck me, uh, Rio, and we'll get into this on the other side, Rio, is when you you brought up Freud 
and Brunei's. And the reason that it struck my interest is because there's a really great documentary. It's like 10 hours long. It's called The Century of the Self. And it is uh, talking a lot about Bernays and Freud and psychology and what the plan was and how they were going to create these consuming fools to consume themselves into the oblivion. And I think they clearly did their job because I think all of us consume and no matter you know how we may have certain attitudes about this or that. The other thing I want to get into is this. I saw this TED thing, and we've talked about it a couple times on the show before. We brought it to the table, so I'm going to bring it to the table again tonight because you're here, Doc. And this is uh, this guy who looked at 83,000 brain scans, this guy Daniel Amen. Have you heard of him? Yeah, yeah, we, look, we looked at this previously. Um... Yeah, yeah. I want to bring it up again, too, because I think it's important because I don't think, you know, I mean, I know for me, after I heard this, I thought it was pretty interesting because he talked a lot about brain injuries. He talked a lot about the brain, he talks a lot about about the actual consistency of your brain. And then he talked about traumatic uh, brain injury that happens to you when you're young, you know, a young, a young kid playing around and you know, get your head knocked. And that these same these brain injuries cause cause things to happen in the individual. Like certain people begin to have addictive personalities. Some people end up being alcoholics. Some people end up being drug addicts. And it's all because of this traumatic brain injury. What do you think about that, Doc? Is that something that you? Oh yeah, that's that that that's for real. Mm -hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Revolution Radio. It is into the microcosm every Friday night, 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight on the East Coast. And uh, we're going to get into the century of the self and maybe some of these brain scan talk. Because I, uh, I think it's kind of valid. I mean, I, I, all I know is I banged my head quite a bit when I was a kid. And I ended up being a drug addict and alcoholic until I got clean and sober. So, words, hey, uh, word. That's what I'd say. Commitment to the cause. Salute you, Jimmy. <laughs> Hey, there's more for you. You know, I always say there's all this talk about racism on in the world. You know, people really forget what happened to the Irish when they came to America. I mean, you were lucky to sit in the back of the bus or be able to sit in the back of the restaurant. Irish people couldn't even come in. They had signs that said no Irish. And uh, when Irish people wanted to eat, they had to go out in the back alleyway and get some scraps. Yeah, but have you ever seen the Irish eat, dude? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is Revolution Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, Doc, you got about uh, six minutes if you want to take a break. Or... And that is Doc McCarran Dojo.com. It's in the microcosm. Here's uh, Gamma, Ronnie Montrose.
Jimmy's gone. I want to thank everybody for listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com, the one place where information never sleeps. Revolution, Revolution Radio! listening while we take that short break here at Revolution Radio FreedomSlips.com and now we're going to get back to your host got some dead air going on there Jimmy yeah what's going on bro you're embarrassing all of us, dude. You got one job. <laughs> I don't think he hears us. His mic's off anyway, so. Oh, my God. Come on, Jim. I think he was trying to play a clip, but uh, may have failed. Here we go. Into the microcosm. We're sitting here with the rebel, with the cause, the outlaw neuroscientist, Doc McCarran, the wordsmith, Bruce McDonald, the, the Italian stallion, Rock and Rio. Am I Jimmy? And this is Pat Travers. Travers. You know that album cover, that album's called Putting It Straight. And there's a there's a back in the day there used to be gatekeepers in order for you to try to get a record deal, you had to have an agent. And there's a there's a picture of Pat Travers leaning back with his SG and a Marshall stack inside some old man agent's office. Really blowing the hair off the uh, off the guy's head. Mom's Jimmy, we're blowing the hair off your head with Doc McCarran on Into the Microcosm with Bruce McDonald and Epic Journeyman, Rockin' Rio, and myself. Epic's not here tonight. Bruce is here. Bruce McDonald, what do you yeah, think Jimmy, now? Jimmy. Um, now, we got a little chunk here that I'm going to put in the pipe. Um, it's called Happiness Machines. Mm-hmm. This is a... Uh, a culmination of Freud and Bernays, who were related, un- unbelievably, 
but it seems like these tight circles run everywhere. Seems like everybody seems to be somewhat related to someone else in these bloodline um, dynasties around the world. Go ahead, Bruce. Well, I mean, if you follow the bloodline up through the 20th century to the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren, it really hasn't panned out that well. It's a very, very diabolical uh, group of people, the Freuds. Um, you know, um, his great-grandson there was kind of... Um, uh, Kev would know more about this, being English, but... Um, uh, he he was knighted. He was in the British Parliament. But after his death, it came out that he was uh, heavily into the abuse of children, sexual abuse of children. It didn't really blow up too big. It didn't go Jimmy Seville or anything like that. But they it, it, he was friends with Jimmy Seville, too. So th this is Sigmund Freud's great grandson. He also he also owned a villa 700 meters from where Madeleine McCann disappeared in Portugal. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Right, you just you can't make it up. Errol Smith, so, is that anyways, who you're talking about? I, 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 Big fat. Um, yeah, 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 that's the guy. They're all degens yeah. in the upper the, the upper classes of the UK. I, 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 nothing to do with me. I disavow that country. Let it burn. <laughs> well, let me say this now. Now, wasn't there a relationship between this same bloodline or the same family and? One of the uh, Darwin and uh, one of these people that claim to have found the missing link of Piltdown Man of this bone that they found this jawbone that they said was the missing link. And it turned out that it was a pig's jawbone. But I mean, that I mean, had everything to do with uh, Darwin is also in that same tight circle. Well, I uh, the theory and then there's the man right and yeah. you know there's well, so what do you, where do you fall on evolution do you think do you think man i mean because you study primates mm. pretty pretty extensively i mean would you say that you think would you would you put forward for your own opinion that you think there's such thing as evolution or do you think you think human beings in and of themselves are completely and utterly having nothing to do with apes whatsoever. Look, the, the genetic similarity is very, very close. And, you know, as a scientist, that's difficult for me to ignore in, in these situations. Um, do I think we know the origin of man? No. Not really. I don't buy it out of Africa as a as as a theory, and you know I think the look the oldest oldest extant hominid remains that we have right now are from Europe. Um, yet you still you still hear them talking about um, out of Africa. Um, yeah. Again, that there's such this. I I just. I think people have a job to conceptualize these time the, the the length of time involved and you know even if, to stretch ourselves back ten thousand years we struggle right we're, we're dealing with tiny scraps of information and then archaeological material that's open to a whole bunch of different well, interpretations. Mean, 
I would say, I mean, just from my own, I'm going to speak from my own personal opinion on this idea, this concept uh, that's been put forward as evolution. So um, I guess it would make sense if we were just some blob and then somehow we, you know, we made it fishy to froggy to birdie, you know, or whatever it is. And uh, somehow, you know, here we are uh, making quantum computers and, uh, you know, you know, finding the God particle, (laughs) you know? So, so, I mean, to me, the chances of human beings existing in the form that they are just the simple biological computer that we are, I think, you know, the powers that be would rather have us think that we were some sort of, you know, that we came out of some primordial goo than to be beings, you know, conjured up in the minds of gods and put in place uh, in the Garden of Eden, you know, on a, on a planet that could su- sustain their lives in any way, shape or form. And uh, and so if we knew that we were these powerful beings that came from God you know, with the divine spark of life in our in our bodies and in our blood pumping through our veins, it's a little bit different than being an animal. And I think the thing is, is once you can tie a human being to the idea that it, at one point it was an animal, then at that then every time there's something that happens, there can be an excuse because you're nothing but a filthy animal anyway, right? Wow. So. Um, you, you, can, you can look at many, there's, a, there's many an extant ideology that will class you as an animal right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd say it's particularly so, oh. prevalent among the Abrahamic faiths, but, um, mm-hmm. you, you know, look, we, yes. we have biological function, you know, that's consistent so, across species, right? We're, 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 we're somewhat so slave to I mean, our biology in some sense, but there's, the, the the more complex aspect I would take issue with calling us simple biological computers. We're we're far, I don't far more. I mean it, yeah I don't mean it in that way at all. I'm just saying they're simple. I mean the the functions that go on in a moment where you're eating food, that all the things that happen inside of your body in that moment, when you're eating that food, all the the chemicals that are released, you know everything, your stomach, you know bursting into action, all these things that happen, to me. I, I can't see it just just happening by accident. You know, it just this thing and led to that thing, and you know we, you know this organ led to another organ. To me, it's that that's equal to saying if I put all the pieces to a Rolex in a brown paper bag and I shook it up, that a Rolex is going to pop out. Mm-hmm. I mean that to me that's the odds of human beings turning out the way they are in some sort of an evolutionary, uh, you know, scenario. Yeah, well, and there's intent. Intent, right? intent with... is a big question here. Like, what would, what would the intent of nature be to create something so autonomous and sentient? It represents a danger to the field of inception that created it, which is nature itself. The philosophical questions are more interesting than the biological questions. I think, like, mm. why would nature? I, I get lions. You know, I we have jaguars where I live. You need a top predator. It's part of an ecosystem. Makes complete sense. There's no right or wrong about it. No morality. It's about maintaining an ecosystem so the wild pig population doesn't get out of control. And you know, I've been studying nature pretty closely and. One of the most natural places in the world for five years now. 
And everything nature does has a reason, except human beings. And I think it's perfectly articulated in season one of episode one of season one of True Detective. You know, the Matthew McConaughey character in the car with Woody Harrelson, Russ Cole. You know, human consciousness is a natural aberration. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't make any sense that that we would exist. And so if you're going to go with evolutionary models, and, and this is the cowardice of, of the modern intelligentsia, they've compartmentalized, and no offense, Doc, but it's comp compartmentalized itself so much, nobody can adequately answer a simple common sense question. But of course, it uh, depends on the question and what it is that you're trying to find an answer to. Like, so the, um, you know, why, why do human beings seem so aberrant? Well, it's because we, we have this I don't know, long range thinking, maybe planning, um, and this self-awareness now. Who's, who's to say that nature didn't want to have that self-awareness? Maybe there's a there's a part of nature that, like I say, we've you know looking through a glass darkly or etc. I think that's the saying, right? Um, that that um, we don't fully understand the the reason for it, but it's uh, it would it would be a pretty limited discussion to have with anyone if they think that consciousness didn't exist and you know maybe you know, I, I, i'm very leery of the transhumanist ideologies etc but the you know that there's a part part of the human experience seems to be about i would argue finding the divine almost in in what seems like yes a um, otherwise, uh, short, brutal existence, and wasn't the concept uh, pressed as evolution uh, take away from the idea that there's a that there's a God in heaven? I mean, that somebody that God you know put man on the Garden of Eden. Um, yeah, but so... um, it's not. It, it it's an entirely different. Uh, domain and so look we it's just in a, in a western if you're, pushing, if you're pushing people towards an atheistic society in the future i mean that's where you're putting people then then installing this the softening of the heads of the population by giving them a storyline that's called evolution darwin was pretty clear in the origin of species that he's not against the idea of God and a creator. It, it's all he, all he, the book is a treatise to saying this is perhaps an explanation for why we see the diversity in life forms that we do see right now. And it's, you know, how, whatever vernacular you, you want to wrap onto it, but the, it comes down to niche construction. There's a, there's an ecological niche that you can fill that seems to bring nature into harmony now i i would probably take a issue with saying that they're pushing us towards atheism because uh, hopefully there's a well you know you, you, extremes of both end 
are, are bad, right? We, we, we know what that looks like. You, you can have ISIS on one end yeah. versus the nihilist who tattoos their eyeball and um, has got a mental illness with respect to body dysmorphia because they, they don't, they've lost that connection. And, you know, most, most people sort of plot somewhere in between. And I challenge, I challenge anyone, it's not the only way to understand that there's something bigger than yourself, but, you know, that McKenna, you know, you take a heroic dose of mushrooms and then tell mm. me that reality that you see on, on, on your sort of day-to-day -day existence is all there is to this universe. I well, challenge I mean, anyone to do that. Don't we only see 1% of what's there? So, I mean, I mean, you know, when you're thinking about it, you know, we were talking a little bit about the future earlier. When you think about the future, man, I think it's really important for people to realize that, you know, you, people do realize that computers don't, um, they don't construct their reality based on what we see because they, because a computer has the ability to see everything. It can see the spectrum that we can't because there's technology at its disposal to see that. So it sees a it sees a universe that we don't see completely. We're only seeing part of it. So, but but I still I'm still in this weird um, in this weird place because I really believe that that our civilization and that human beings in and of themselves have been in a in a different state on this planet at different times. And we're in a state right now of darkness before the dawn because where we are now in just relation to where we were, say, 40 or 50 years ago, as far as our mentality goes. So you're, you're talking about earlier, uh, we were talking about uh, a gender and, you, you know, we're saying we're, they're creating species. They're also creating gender that doesn't exist in nature or, or, or requires a very... Um aggressive warping via pharmaceuticals and surgery to try to reconcile the the gender dysphoria again i don't I, I don't buy the argument that there are all these young kids with gender dysphoria right now i, I think it's a very minor uh, again mental illness but but something that's been weaponized in in a game to uh, subjugate populations again i look yeah. living in the east now for so long and just seeing how normal everything is here and then watching the west spiral day after day after yeah. day it's um it you know i do think that there's a, a degree of malfeasance at play Look, there was something I read yeah. the other day that um, if if this oligarch, this shiftless internationalist oligarch class, uh, are pushing for the the next systems of control, right? The next Rube Goldberg device that's going to keep humans occupied so that they don't go and uh, spoil the view of the country mansions of these people. Now. Why aren't we seeing it in the East? Well, there's an argument to be made that people here are very 
I would say subdued, but very mindful and don't have the entitlement, narcissistic entitlement that you see present in the in the West. Now, look, I think there's a there's a place for the preservation of the idea and uh, of so sovereignty of the individual. I, I'm I, I would be a hypocrite not because that's what I spend a lot of the time talking about. But it for for sure a shit that it 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 has been. Through, I I don't know I don't know what the cause is, but you know when when you see when you see people get it becoming so entitled that any little uh, I don't know, argument that they get into becomes a, a major sort of shouting issue or, or you know I don't know have a parking spots supermarkets etc and and like I say I I've myself have pointed at the um, the push for um, well it's Ayn Rand's uh, selfishness as a virtue right mm -hmm. that it just well, yeah no it's perfect that you say that selfishness because like I said Bernays rational Freud the century of the self it's been a hundred years of pumping people to become what we've become which is a completely narcissistic society mm. to the point where people are taking pictures of themselves and falling off a cliff or getting hit by a train. Mm. Man, you know, it's like um, you, there's no, there is no gatekeeping system and everyone can be a star. Mm. And, you know, we're creating like yeah. – Go ahead. We're, it's happiness machines, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Jimmy. Tim, the microcosm. Take a listen to this. There's Freud's some... ideas about how the human mind works have now become an accepted part of society, as have psychoanalysts. Every year, the psychotherapist ball is held in a grand palace in Vienna. This is the psychotherapy board. Psychotherapists come, some advanced patients come, or former patients come, and many other people. Oh man, the psychotherapy ball in Vienna. Can you imagine the sex parties going on at that party? Yeah. Let me just say, let me just say eyes wide shut, forget mm -hmm. about it. They don't wear masks at this thing. Because everybody's wearing a mask, you know. It's like uh, it's like that song, "The End." You know, he picked a mask from the ancient gallery and walked on down the hall. Bruce McDonald's here. Dr. Kevin McCarran, McCarranDojo.com. Please step on over there. His PayPal's been usurped by the PayPal mafia, and uh, he needs he needs a little helping hand right now. He doesn't ask for much, and uh, I know he wouldn't ask for himself, man. I'm asking for him. So uh, he, he helped us out a lot in a lot of ways, man, more than one. And, you know, he's been there for people in, uh, in big ways. And so uh, maybe you can be there for him, McCarranDojo.com. Also, come on down to FreedomSlips.com. We're completely listener-supported, and uh, we appreciate every single bit of your support. Now, let's get back to the century of the self for a minute here. 
Bruce McDonald's here. Rockin' Rio's in a bad mood. You can tell because he's so he he's he's busting in every second with something to say. He's got his hackles up. He can't keep his mouth shut tonight. Rockin' Rio, please try to calm down and don't say anything during the video. I'd appreciate it. Okay. But also, um, um, uh, people from the Viennese society who like to go to a nice, elegant, comfortable ball. But it was not always so. A hundred years ago, Freud's ideas were hated by Viennese society. At that time, Vienna was the center of a vast empire ruling Central Europe. And to the powerful nobility of the Habsburg court, Freud's ideas were not only embarrassing, but the very idea of examining and analyzing one's inner feelings was a threat to their absolute control. So the examining of our inner feelings is a threat to their control. What do you think about that, Bruce? Threat to their control. Well, I, I think it's it's I think it's a nice little piece of neurolinguistic programming or neurolinguistic redirection. And this is so common in the language being used today. You see it most often in the headlines of so-called respectable publications, you know. New York Times, Atlantic Monthly, even the New Yorker these days, like nobody escapes it. But it's it's where the assumption is right in the first question, right? And and so the way you contextualize that, like they don't want people to examine their inner feelings. Uh, well, first of all, I don't think that's a con correct contextualization of what Freud was presenting to the public. I think Freud was a, a mad Kabbalist and a psychic terrorist. We don't even have the language to describe what that guy was. Uh, you'd have to go into religious language almost, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so what has Freud done? I mean, Freud, if, if you've ever engaged, has anybody in this call ever engaged with the gay intelligentsia? Like the gay intelligentsia? They're, I mean, I, I kind of had to, you know, going through the ritual of publishing a novel, a literary novel in Toronto. Like the whole literary community is about 80, 90% gay. You go to a book launch, there's 200 people, there might be 15 straight people there. So th those are the arts now. And what I noticed in that community is Freud is huge, huge. Mm -hmm. He's like a prophet to them, mm -hmm. right? Freud, Freud, Freud gives license to a lot of things that should never have received licensure, okay? I like Carl Jung. Uh, Carl Jung had a much more holistic interpretation of what consciousness was. He seemed more spiritually connected. I think Freud was spiritually connected too, but I think he's. I think he. I think he was a left hand. Uh, a left hand Kabbalist is yeah. really what it is. I'm, right. And, well, he was Jewish, so he's reading the Kabbalah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm speaking. I'm speaking literally here. I mean, uh, a lot of Kabbalists go left hand. Not all of them. A lot of Masons go left hand, but not all of them. But I, I think when you when you look at the progeny, you can generally when you look at the generations, it's revealed, right? And it this is why following. You ever seen the artwork of the grandson Lucian Freud? The most horrible shit you will ever see in your life. Like it, it's it, it's just horrifying, right? Mm -hmm. The kind of stuff Tony Podesta would hang in his house. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're 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 dealing with a class of person here, right? A class of being, I should, a person limits it. You know, I don't want to cut a, cut us off from well anachronistic religious it, language. <laughs> uh, different blood drinkers get their blood from different places. 
So some people yeah. like some people like the taste of fear. Some people can you know get off on the taste of suffering. You know, yeah. different energies that are put forward as a result of, uh, you know, being subjected to uh, no touch torture um, and all of these psychological aspirations that, have, you know, all started with this Freud aspect, because no matter who you look at, there's always a yin and a yang to it. So, you know, there, maybe there is a left hand path, but at the same time, there's a right hand path. And just like there's a right wing and a left wing, there's a bird in the middle, you know, and this is the same bird. So, um, yeah, there's left-hand path, right-hand path, and there's some uh, and some people in the chat room here over in the Microsoft and Jimmy Jean Strike Zone and Royd was saying Freud and Bernays weren't Austrians. They were Talmudists. So I think that's in concurrence with what you guys were just, um, you know, pointing to there a moment ago. Yeah. All right. Let's take the, a look. The, Go ahead. The, 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 the actual Kabbalah, if you've ever glanced at it, is, is a precursor to psychiatry and psychology. It's, it's really a manifesto on consciousness. And, and it's, it's quite fascinating, actually. And you can see very clearly how it informed Freud. If you, and, you, and you just need to take a cursory look at it, like read, you know, read it or just read it once. Uh, don't, don't study it too much, but just read it once. Get a sense of what it is and where it's coming from. And you'll see a lot of it. You see a lot of it even in, in, in physics now is coming out of the, the you know, the, you can see that the genesis for hypothesis is Kabbalistic reasoning. So it's it's a leading ideology and it's a leading right. it's a could leading you, metaphysics. Could you expand on that a little bit? That's in, in, intriguing. Me. Can't say I've ever just thumbed my way through the Kabbalah. Yeah. <laughs> well, specifically, it has an understanding of time and space that's very interesting, and you get hints of this now with YouTubers who've you know plunged into gematria and numerology. This and, and I'm not I'm not sure if this was probably part. I don't think this was part of the original teaching. I think this is part of of the dowry of Solomon's whores. <laughs> this is not Judaica, okay? So when the Ammonites come in and the Moloch worshippers come in and Solomon's got like a thousand wives, it all sort of gets chopped together. Like let's call it fusion cooking, fusion theology, and and from 900 BC, a significant portion of um, what we'll call the Hebraic population has generationally been infatuated with the, the journey of Solomon and, and perpetuated a lot of that stuff, right? Because there, there would have been a lot of progeny. It's a fascinating story how basically Israel was brought down by foreign whores. Seriously, man, you can't make this shit up. Crack hose, man. They ruin everything. Solomon, lo Solomon loved his women, man. He had like, I don't know how many wives and a thousand concubines. And I mean, that a thousand concubines is to do, to do, to do one of them a day is three years to get through the whole list. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> that's four or five a day, double digits, you know, just to, just to go yeah. off on a, on a, on a tangent here and, uh, well, you could. You could perhaps tie it back to uh, uh, perversions that come out of a particular. Uh, anyways, I don't want I don't want to leave you intellectually lingering. What are potential troublemakers within a particular doctrine? Right. So I I would hope that Muslims will get a handle on the most uh, extreme ends of their community. Those that are looking to 
subject the infidel to never-ending war, etc. And look, we we should we should do the same as well. The whole uh, military-industrial complex should um, be wound back. Every, everyone everyone has uh, caretaking duties to to be done within their within their own communities. But this this push towards androgyny this fluid gender again once you start digging into it it does that there's a historical precedent there from talmudism whatever whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it and so to i mean to be fair this is a free will space the, the 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 word on the street is the creator created this as a free will space. When I say people follow the left hand path, I'm not judging them. I have friends on the left hand path. Well, no, till till you till you start you know uh, the child sacrifice and the the, the blood drinking, then I might have an issue. Yeah, yeah, ab <laughs> yeah, absolutely, abso absolutely. But I mean, it doesn't get really dark until the upper echelons, and you've got let's say de facto title in that world. But um, um, I forgot what I was going to say. You threw me there, Doc. Um, yeah. Let me say this while you're trying to get the, trying to get, get your train of thought back there. Um, you brought up a very interesting word, and that was deconstruction. And so well, what, what we are in the middle of right now is a – I mean, you can take classes of this in college if you want. It's called postmodernist deconstructionism. And if yeah. you can take a look at the doctrine of postmodernist deconstructionism, right in the middle of it is everything that we're seeing with these identities and these sexual identities. It's all there. Yeah. It's part of the deconstruction of what we've built up. And the reason that you see so much entitlement now is because it's almost like if you're born into this world, you're somehow rich because everything's already been built. The sweat of the brow has already been expended by others. You walked into a world that's been built up with electricity and all the plumbing and all this stuff. And now and it's like, you know, you're feeling like, well, now what else is there? You used to have to worry about how you were going to get your water. You know, chop wood, carry water. I mean, chop water, carry yeah. wood. <laughs> yeah. Chop water and carry wood. I, I actually do those things, Jimmy. I know. And see, literally builds character, doesn't it? Because the thing yeah. is, is if you didn't do it, would there be any water? Would there be any wood? No. But, you know, if you didn't, well, do, if you didn't do jack squat, you could still go out right now and there'd be a whole city out there at your disposal. You didn't do squat, man. You didn't have to do anything all day. You can just walk right out there and go jump headlong into the civilization that was built by others. So, so when it comes time to change... When it comes time to tear it all down and get rid of all them old icons that we see, um, a bunch of people don't have sweat equity in those icons. They could care less. And all the people that really believed in the idea of America are almost gone. I mean, they really have almost, I would say, the Vietnam veterans or probably be the last generation of veterans that have thought about America in the way that we did, because I think the people in the Iraq conflicts, those veterans have a way different idea about the government and when they come back than the veterans did in the past, because people still believed in the idea of America. And I think a lot of veterans that come back today, they have a whole different idea of the America they're coming back to, because it's not the same place they left four years ago. 
It's, yeah. I mean, could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine if you left America for yeah, it? And just came back and never heard anything on the news, and you just showed up right now, and you sat down in the middle of this. I mean, literally, our futures are being squandered daily by idiots that don't deserve any of what they have. But again, this this yeah. comes down to the, you know, what what force are we dealing with that's driving this subversion, the push in a particular direction, and you know, in rootless internationalist oligarch class um, fits the bill of a particular group very very well, and um, until until we have the guts to be calling it out for what it is and look um there's oligarchs from all walks all walks of life but all countries etc all, all cultures but they buy in they buy into this idea and they they seem hell-bent on change uh to the point where right now i, I, I again the contrast between what I see where I live in Japan, where nothing nothing really changed that much over the last two and a half years. Everything stayed open, masks are a thing, uh, but that's it. But they wore them anyway, prior to, prior to the the pandemic. And I, I, again, I just I just wonder how much is all of this is geared towards clipping the fe feathers of your average westerner well if you actually believe that you know we started out as these primitive monkey-like people um and if we were in that situation now in other words the only thing left of of our civilization was us in a primitive state how much time in that day do you think you'd have to be strutting around changing genders I mean, you're not going to have any time. And let me just say, I mean, no, situ no situations. I don't think. I think that um, if you if you were if you were effeminate in a tribal situation, I think you sat with the women. Hmm. You didn't. You, there, you, there was no. You know, you weren't out hanging with the men hmm. in those situations. And I and honestly, I mean, I don't even know how many of those situations. Uh, because, I mean, if you, uh, for example, I'll just throw a movie out there. Have you ever seen Clan of the Cave Bear? It's, a, it's basically. Yeah, Daryl Hannah. Right. So it's basically a silent movie. But, I mean, that's a representation of what I'm saying. In other words, there's Clan of the Cave Bear. There's a bunch of monkey-like people. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes these blonde-haired, blue-eyed people from somewhere. Okay? And she, they find this baby. Okay, so she grows up in the tribe, but then at some at one point in this tribe, she starts to learn how to develop this weapon that she makes, and she develops a sling. Okay, now she is in direct competition with the alpha male of the tribe because she's able to go out with this sling and knock down a bison with it and bring some food back to the hut. You know what happens to her in that situation? The alpha male of that tribe throws her down 
and does her from behind in front of everybody of the tribe. Based to Chad. What a Chad! <laughs> to show her who's boss. <laughs> I love now, it. Take that. Clan of the K-Bear, movie recommendation from Into the Microcosm on Friday night. You'll find us here every Friday night from 9 Pacific. We got Bruce McDonald. You can find his books, Amazon.com. That's MacDonald, like Mac Daddy, M-A-C. And uh, Doc McCarran, McCarranDojo.com. He could use your help. Like I said, the PayPal Mafia has stung him. And uh, Actually, as, as we were on sort of syndicated radio i'd like to explain to people why that happened and, go ahead yeah, more, yeah. Um, let's rather than uh, speaking about more, uh, more than a little curious myself yeah so um so look a lot a lot of what i do streaming etc is i'm walking walking people through science etc particularly over the last couple of years it's been very uh, people have needed it and needed a uh, you know, a, a scientist is not going to be um, playing the, the priest class. But um, I, I've i done all sorts of, I don't know, you could say it's a little edgy comedy as as a stream, the way that I do it. And I, I didn't have any real problems, not not in terms of this sort of century. I, I've had plenty of channels taken down, Twitter, etc., YouTube, I don't know what I'm on, my, my, like my 10th YouTube channel or something like that, like my 20th Twitter account, some ridiculous numbers. But the um, what I did was get my hands on vials of vaccine and start doing proper analysis on them. None of this looking through, well, I did look through optical microscopes, but um, the you, you can't tell what the inclusions are that you're seeing. And we, we've seen plenty of, how would you say, the conspiracy end of the spectrum talking about graphene oxide, et cetera, et cetera. Or, you know, nanorobots. Hydras was a good one, right? Uh, you can forget the nanohydras. Yeah, I mean. And uh, so I'm, Please. I got Please. my hands on some. That was too much, Doc, I have to say. That was craziness. Okay, go ahead. That's so, uh, almost as crazy as snake venom being in the water, but we won't talk about that. Go ahead, Doc. So I, you know, because I've, I am a credentialed scientist, I'm able to get lab time. And I went and began doing the type of analysis that you need to do, which is elemental analysis and molecular uh, analysis to try and get a handle on what's in these uh, in these vials and once I started doing that and then I found that there are inconsistencies batch inconsistencies in the makeup of these vaccines uh, elementally and so that means that they have I would argue quality control issues at, at the in the best case scenario but um, what you what you don't uh, what you don't see is people bringing forward the data seriously and saying, "Hey, look! If we compare one batch to another, th these are 
something's wrong here. And it was that, I think, that caused them to... Well, I, I don't know. I don't know how you go about getting someone's so PayPal removed. How, how does... Well, the thing is, is the thing is, is that we've been we've been induced to trusting PayPal to run our businesses. Mm. So we've almost been we've been told that it's it's like a bank. Mm. So if, if if you're a doc or you're over there and you need certain monies to continue the research that you're doing, um, and then all of a sudden your business account is subjected to this kind of uh, disappearance. And you have no access to your funds, and you could be in the middle of something where, say, for example, you may have something that is perishable, mm. uh, that needs a certain something that you can't get now because – and now they destroyed your ability to continue the research. I think there may be actually some some liability uh, for this type of behavior. But then again, I didn't read the 35-page contract without spaces uh, in small text. Uh, I don't know what I signed up for. Maybe they, maybe they do have that ability. Go ahead. Well, again, I just, I just think that um, this started to cut a little too close to the bone for them. They want you to run around thinking that there are hydras in these uh, vaccine bowls because should we get them into courts of law, which I'm hoping that we will do, uh, people should Check out the website tenletters.org. Get 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 letters sent off to your district attorneys, and we will we will try and get them into courts to um, press press the issue. Try to get some discovery about what it is that they were doing. We know that they're colluding with the tech platforms to try to shut people down. And you know, I'm you know I've been pretty vocal in the last two and a half years about what has and hasn't been going on, oh. and. Have you heard about this, Doc? Have you heard about this thing that's going on now? Because there's a whole thing now where the actual left, uh, leftists in the media are now taking some of these uh, cases of harm that have come from uh, accepting the experimental um, treatment for COVID, and they had adverse reactions. And so now the leftists are saying, well— Who's the granddaddy? Who's Mr. Warp Speed? Mm -hmm. So now they're using that, and they're gonna. And I think there's a potential that they may turn around and start looking into some of this stuff just so they can pin it on Mr. Warp Speed and get him out of that race in 2024. Uh, so maybe, maybe. Look, as far as I'm concerned, they're they're all all culpable in this instance, and. You know, again, this is us being at the mercy of feckless corporations that want to control every aspect of your life. And, you know, and, and again, a big part of this comes into how they're just going to commodify your behavior in the future, especially around uh, these programmable currencies. And if you don't comply, then boom, they'll pull away your uh, your services. Uh, you know, China's a pretty good model. That's probably why they're leaving China alone. Remember when I told you about that Chantix? Mm. Well, guess what? It was taken off the market because it causes cancer. And secondarily, the the maker of Chantix was Pfizer. Mm. So um, there is was there any distinct differences between these different manufacturers, or did you specifically look at the Pfizer, or did you see um, 
Johnson, what, for example, the Johnson and Johnson, I mean, what made that one different and why did it disappear so quickly? They all of a sudden badmouthed it and the next thing you know, it was gone. But wasn't there something different about that one? Well, I can, I can tell you from looking at the Janssen vaccine um, that it, it's got a high level of copper in it. Now, there's no reason why copper nanoparticles should be inside that vaccine. None whatsoever. Uh, it's not a recognized adjuvant for these uh, for these products. But, yep, there it was. But in, in terms of differences between batches, Pfizer couldn't, you know, depending on the serial number, couldn't keep a constant product. And this is, in this instance, I would argue that their, their emergency use authorization liability uh, protection it's null and void. Mm -hmm. Now, I heard something about uh, there was some legislation in 1986 in regards to the CDC and the VAERS reporting. And there was some speculation and uh, some say stipulation in that if there was more than a 3% difference between um, – what you said and reported and what would there was in reality that that would be considered fraud and your and also your um, liability protection would also be removed at that point via this system that's already in place. So there's some people that say that this this has been broken, you know, by percentage point, uh, you know, over 20 percent uh, wrong on as far as their reporting is going. So if if that's wrong, I think that goes along with the, what you were saying earlier, which is you don't need to find um, alien um, worms in the vaccine. All you got to do is know that this batch is different from that one and there's contamination in it. And that's yeah. all you have to know. Yeah. You don't have to go off the deep end that aliens came down with a suppository and, you know, and gave it to you. And then now it's, the you know, the mark of the beast. Mm. All you have to do is say, this is dirty, and I don't want it in me. Mm. Now, let me ask you another question. Is the Hague uh, charges that you brought uh, with the other docs, uh, is that still in play um, up there? I, I haven't heard anything back again. You know, I just I, – I signed the documents and put in the affidavits, and there are others who sort of lead the charge. And I say I'm not in the United States. I mean, I've signed, mm. I've signed part of a – uh, affidavit which is trying to bring these people into uh, courts of law and you know you're watching them pivot right now uh, let's like say you mentioned them trying to sort of shift blame towards Trump but um, they're all culpable and there's there's no um, there's no justification and there's no you, you can't you can't just say you've got uh, an exemption under an emergency use authorization and then do what the hell you like that's 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 not what's meant uh, have, legally. You seen, have you ever seen the video it's like a black and white film of the east coast of the united states sometime in the 40s or 50s and there's a bunch of families all out on the beach and there's a giant truck driving down this beach because there was a mosquito outbreak mm. And this truck is driving down the beach. It's got a big white hose on the back of it, and it's shooting this white cloud up in the air. And there's all these children that are having fun, dancing around in the white cloud, and they got so much of it in their hair that when they fluff their hair, it comes out. And you know what it says on the side of that truck? 
DDT. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've, you've seen the pictures. Yeah. The thing is, is like, um, it's just, it's, you know, honestly, it's just in other countries, it's different than it is in America in, in the sense that when you have socialized medicine and that it's being paid for and taken care of, they have a vested interest in keeping you healthy. Whereas Careful there. Not in Britain. I'm saying, I'm just saying, there's no GMO in certain places. Uh, there's no, there's none of this kind of stuff that we have in our food here. And the thing is, is that in America, the thing is a for-profit medical system. So, so all you got to do is put some product on the shelf and have people eat it till they get sick, and then they just end up in, the, they end up in, the, you know, for-profit medical system for whatever ails them, you know. And let me just say, I mean, most a lot of what we're eating, we we don't even know what we're eating. I mean, there's whole departments developing just the way stuff smells and tastes to you, mm. that it's nothing natural about it. They they find a way to make something smell like it smells, and you know you know that stuff. You and if you if you hit the if you hit the head, and the night before you had you were at the barbecue and you had a bunch of chili, and you, there's a stink in the room, and you want to spray that evergreen um, after spray. That doesn't smell anything like it smells in a real evergreen forest. Let me just say, you know, but I mean, there's people that that's their whole career is that was what they do is try to make something smell like blueberries. So you eat it, hmm. you know, it says blueberries on it. So, I mean, ultimately we're eating in America, the, the, the food chain and the synthetic foods that we're eating. I mean, who the hell knows, man? It's like, you could you just make up the name of a company and put some cookies out? Just all you do is make this one brand of cookies. That's it, you know. And these cookies are like making people get sick, you know, because there's all this stuff in it. But no one ever knows. You can't ever tell, because no one can be culpable in this soup of uh, of syntheticism and this chemical bombardment. You know, you mentioned the nanoparticles in the um, in that in that uh, Johnson Johnson. It reminded me of this guy that set seawater on fire, and he was trying to find a cure for cancer so he created these nanoparticles that he would inject into himself and then he would use these frequencies to heat those particles and the particles would conglomerate around tumors and then he would hit those particles with a frequency and these particles would torch those tumors but then in the course of that he also found out he could he could literally set seawater on fire and just imagine the possibilities. I mean, isn't there nothing but salt water on this planet Earth? Listen, we're up against the break. Doc McCarran's here at McCarranDojo.com. Bruce McDonald, MacDonald, like Mac Daddy on Amazon. And uh, we're going to be right back and continue the conversation. Maybe we'll, Doc, if you want, we'll open the phones up. I'm sure there's lots of people that have questions. And I know, um, you know, do your best to have answers. Hey, have you guys ever heard about these 14 wolves that were released in uh, Yellowstone and all the changes that happened? I guess it's been debunked as being fake, but I don't know, man. It's still a, it's still a good bedtime story. Maybe we'll get to that sometime at the end of the show because, I mean, it's, it's literally mind-blowing. It's into the microcosm. We'll be right back. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the rise, so many people 
bottom of a Nike. This poor man, King King, but what? Say what? I'm coming for that number one spot. Hey, keep it going, it won't stop. What you doing, man? I'm coming for that number one spot. In five, four, three, two, one. All right, we're clear from the network, so we got about five minutes. You guys need to take a break, Ski. Um, okay. I, I'm, I'm good. You good? People just chilling out right now, and they, they can't hear us on the national we're still radio, on. right? We're still on YouTube. No, they can't hear us. So I hung up on them. Um, so we're still on YouTube. There's 61 people over here in the chat room. Uh, yeah. So everybody's lively. They're stepping lively over here. Yeah, I think across platforms here, I think I've got nearly 100. Uh, nice. Yeah, man. So having a good conversation, man. He's gone all over the place. So I'm having <sighs> good night. Thanks, man. Really appreciate you being here, bro. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, anytime. I, I, like I say, this PayPal issue, like I, I see people that someone, um, I don't know, whoever uh, tried to send me 25 bucks from West Coast, uh, mm -hmm. you've got a, <laughs> you've got to speak to your bank, I think. Um, your bank declined it, not me. Um, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's with so many things, man, that it's crazy. Well, I mean, it's just, a, it's a, you know what happened to me is I had, I got this, uh, I went and did this farmer's market gig, you know, and they paid me with a check. So I had to go, you know, put it in my bank, which I don't normally do, mm. but I, but I did. And, uh, the minute I did like the bank just grabbed up my little $49 or whatever, mm. you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's just like, when you realize that once you take your, whatever you have, your cash and put it someplace, you're trusting that they're going to give it back. Yeah. Now in these banks, so they could just go, you know what, man, I'm not going to open anymore. I'm just going to keep this money. Yeah. F you, man. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. <laughs> what money? Yeah. Didn't you read the contract? All right, listen. We got a minute or two, so. Oh, man. Let me see. We're going to find something here. So, uh, hey, thanks for uh, stepping up and making a donation. Whoever did that, whoever's yeah, doing but it doesn't it doesn't go through. Like I say, it didn't go through, but uh, hey, you know, it's the it's the thought that counts. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for trying at least. Uh, yeah, does. I know you can't take that. You can't go buy yourself a, a noodle bowl down at the you know local corner spot, but with that, but still, the thought, like I say, the thought that counts. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. They have you over a barrel, bet. dude. What's that? They have you over a barrel, and this... Oh, they um, do. That's what I mean. That's exactly... Isn't this the exact reason that every single person who's against this type of system uses to make people scared? It's like, man, once they have your money, you know, once it's digital, they have control. It's like, really, man? The only time you see cash is when you go to the ATM and print it. That's why it costs three fifty. There's three dollars and fifty cents worth of printing for those twenties in there. They just print it up, man. It's based in nothing. Hey, man, how much does it cost one of those licenses for those ATMs where you just print twenties, man, when people ask for it, and then suck it out of their account? 
it's like when you go to the casino, dude, you give them a $100 bill, they give you $100 coins that say Caesar's Palace on it. You just traded them your $100 for some fake $100 coins. Mm. So, I mean, what's the difference? Mm. You know, you go to India Casino, you know why you can go to India Casinos? Because coins don't drop out of the slot. It's electronic. Coins go on a card. You know, that you carry around. I bet you that probably at this point, they probably got your facial recognitions when you walk in the casino. Hey, if you want to win that new car, come on down and get your face scanned, and you can use that when you gamble. You can hear the coins hit the slot, Jack. All right. Oh, Jesus, they did something. There we go. All right, I got to call the network back. You guys ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Ready? Here we go. I hear nothing. Nothing. Is that dead air again, Jim? Ah, yeah. It's all right. This is the microcosm. Friday night. One hour left. Doc McCarran. Bruce McDonald. And Rock and Rio. My name's Jimmy. We're laying down the law. Six two six nine 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 four seven six one. McCarran. He's here all the way from what do they call it? You know, I can't stand it. I can't stand it when people go across the pond. <laughs> but what do they call it being across the Pacific? I mean, is there some far away? What do they call it? Far away. Away. Well, far, far away. What is it? I mean, Japan is like one is really it's a very cool and and I think in a lot of ways it's abstract as far as the society and some of the things that go on there. Just simply because I mean you have some aspects of it that are completely closed and uh, meticulous in these roles that have been played, uh, you know, throughout time as far as male and female. And then you have this sort of younger society that has a, maybe a different viewpoint. But I think overall, there's a lot of things that are acceptable in Japan for some reason. 
that you would think because they're so conservative in other areas, there's no way that those two things could live in the same environment. They're so diametrically opposed to each other. Go ahead. Well, you know, there's Tokyo and the, the big cities, but you know, if you if you where I am, which is out in the sticks, it's very yeah, it's conservative and um, everyone's respectful and well, I say everyone. My next door neighbors are right asshole. That's <laughs> uh -huh. neither here nor there. The uh, you know, it's. Again, I'll come. I'll come back to this point, man. It, you know, the the WEF oligarchs—they like Asia. Yeah. <laughs> Clean, do what they're told, <laughs> and not like, not like those, uh, those obnoxious Americans, those self-entitled Brits. Uh, you you all need uh, you all need carbon sequestering. You consume too much. You need, to, you need to trim those trim those feathers somewhat yeah under control um you know that just just to go back to that paypal issue and because it, it's not just me there, there have been many people now who have been um, contractually cut off right from what is one of the largest payment processors online because a corporation has decided that what they don't they don't like the tone of your voice mm -hmm. now look man um i i come from an age where uh you know, companies stayed out your business right they wanted they wanted to just uh yeah, take your money and uh silly silly stuff but we've we've stepped into this world where you know this stakeholder type capitalism that's you know the amalgamation of government and corporations where they're going to enact social policy through these these systems and we're it, it's happening at an ever accelerating rate covid normalized a lot of it mm -hmm. um the qr code life and i'm well, I see. I think there's going to be a lot of pain in in the future as people realise what it is that they've signed up for. Right, that shiny phone that you signed on the dotted line for, where you're just paying it off each month, has become your digital. Hello. Yeah. Look. Sounds like Hello. we're joined by. Oh, cool. Eight oh five. Eight oh five. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Jimmy, it's me calling from the UK. Chris, how are you? We're doing good, man. How are you doing, Chris? Good. Morning yep. time over here in the UK. Sun's coming up. Lovely yep. day. No clouds in the sky. I just wanted to ask, you know, Kev, we've been talking a lot lately about all these excess deaths going on. Mm. Could you have uh, the doctor uh, expound on that, please? Yeah, Doc, could you please expound on some of that? Sure. Uh, well, let's... Let's be very clear. All-cause mortality is one of those statistics that's very hard for the moment to sweep under the rug. And what's been happening in the last few months, the CDC has been delaying in releasing figures right now. And they've just, they've just released essentially a backlog of data and we see a huge spike 
in cancerous deaths, neoplasms, cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, and these are classed as non-COVID-related deaths. But something caused them, and I, d I don't think it was just lockdowns and people getting a bit peeved because they couldn't go shopping. Something... Statistic right now that this is the first time that the bulk of the deaths occurring worldwide are cause unknown. It's not. It's not that they're cause unknown. So there's one province in Alberta, uh, in Canada. I don't want to say Alberta, but um, where they were saying cause unknown is leading cause of death. But across U.S., where we've got data, the U.K. Australia, um, some places in Europe, that they've all got extraordinarily high increases in all-cause mortality. And it seems to coincide with the rollout of, I, I don't want to call them vaccines because they're not, they're gene, they're gene therapies mm -hmm. in essence. And this well you know i spend a lot of time talking about how all this research gain of function research dual use research of concern anything around uh sars that you can tie these all back to military programs now whose military program is being un <laughs> rolled out right now ah, you know we can we can all point at many different groups and countries, etc. But one thing, like I say, one thing that we know, particularly in the last few months, is that they cannot hide all these excess deaths right now. And you've got to, you've got to look at those injections in a very, very suspicious light right now, until we know otherwise. Something just, caused it. Let me ask this now. See. One of the things the Democrats or the liberal media is really good at is getting out in front of something and then accusing the opposition of the very thing they're guilty of in a projection move. <laughs> I think that the documents are in and, this, and, the, and, the, and the research is in on a lot of what has happened and the adverse reactions across the planet. Mm. I think the numbers are in and they know the tide is about to turn. Yeah. In direction that's going to be negative and so what they're doing is Fauci's resigning and they're going to yeah. take this and they're going to use it against Mr. Braggadocia mm. who went around saying he was the one who got it done when everybody else went and wanted to go take a nap Mr. Big Daddy Long Kong was over there He's making it happen for everybody, and he was even going to have the military. You know, it's all about it was all about needles and arms. I think they said mm. needles and arms. Now they they went ahead and made it mandatory to vaccinate our military, mm. which and, and, and that was one of the first databases that really signaled that there was something wrong. And th th this is how mendacious they are <laughs> that they they've seen these thousand percent increase in you know illnesses across the board 
and basically they've turned around and said, "Oh, we made a we made a mistake with the previous years where we've done these statistics, and we missed a whole bunch and tried to sort of renormalize the, the these big spikes in the in the graph." And right. um, this this is a well, you know, we're seeing well, it seep out yeah. everywhere. And look. If they if they'd got it so th there wasn't all, this all cause mortality, you think you think Fauci would be shifting from his position? Not at all. Well, the thing is, the thing what I the, the real big question that I have in my mind now, if I'm going to go and I'm going to look at this from a from a different direction, and then I'm going to say, well, so there was somebody with this really evil intent in mind that made all this happen. So let's say that that scenario actually exists. Let's play that out. Let's remember, Ken Baker, let's go to Speculation Island on it. You know, so let's play that out. Why would anyone allow the fighting forces that protect our country to be subjected to anything that was experimental in any way, shape, or form, except for they didn't care what was going to happen to that force? And a lot of the people that were in our military and in police forces and pilots and firefighters all said no. Maybe some of the best people in some of those professions, maybe some of the best thinkers in our military wanted to decide to get out. I mean, they, not only did they thin out the herd for the thinkers, the doers, the movers and the shakers, but then they also now you got this sickly, you know, half, you know, I mean, just what has happened? How could this have happened in, in the world that we live in, ladies and gentlemen? That's the question every single person on the planet should be asking themselves and then ask themselves and, you know, there by the grace of God go I. What if you didn't have it? What if you didn't have a Doc McCarran telling you stuff about stuff and you could make an informed decision? Because I think part of the um, part of the Nuremberg trials was that you would never have to take any drugs unless you were informed what it was. And so without informed consent, no government could could make you take something. <clears throat> now, when I, when I bring this up, this is another reason, just like the doc had a really simple reason why you should reject it was because it was contaminated. Well, there's another simple reason that you could reject it and say it's illegal and unlawful because open up the uh, insert and see what's in there. Yes. I, I saw some video of somebody pulling this insert out and unfolding this giant piece of paper, and there was not one word printed on it. So if I don't know what it is you're giving me and I can't make an informed decision, isn't that going against the Nuremberg trials? Yep. Well, Jimmy, let me ask another question for the doc. Um, doc, you know, and for those of us that were kind of forced into taking the shots, I've, I've taken two and then the booster. Um, I'm not going to be taking any more. But for those of us who have, uh, what do we have to look forward to in the future? I mean, is, is this going to be with us the rest of our lives? It will it affect our health the rest of our lives. I've heard stories about the more injections you get, the sicker you have, you know, the sicker you have a propensity to be. So I, I would take... 
there's some hope here that the quality control was so bad that the like I say the thing that the thing to worry about in these interventions is not even the metals and the contamination like I say actual sort of metals and stuff I, I found minimal contamination what what was different was sort of the constituents with respect to the listed ingredients and this was this was around phosphorus and and nitrogen and I, I think the critical issue here is how much of the active genetic material did you manage to receive? And it's very likely that there's huge disparities in that number. And it might, hopefully, a, a lot of people have lucked out and it was degraded. And if, you know, if you're okay right now, then hopefully it's going to stay that way but you know there's there's too many unexplained deaths happening this in young healthy I, people this is what i was talking about earlier the thing is is like uh for example i worked with wireless stuff and then i got a cancer you know the thing is is when i was working with it no one ever said anything to me in other words the thing is, is no one ever said, hey, man, don't do the, you know, this or that or the other thing, and you're going to get cancer, so be careful. you know. But, but no one ever said anything. <laughs> and the thing is, is if I didn't know, if I wasn't working in wireless and I didn't get that cancer, I wouldn't have any reason to think I got cancer. I would just go, oh, man, I was just one of the unlucky ones that got cancer. And that's the thing about this shit is this, no one is culpable because there's so many people that are feeding chemicals and, and uh, synthetic uh, concoctions into our bodies through our food, through our water, through our air. And now directly, how many, let me ask you a question, doc. How many, how many of these in, injections do children have to get? Mm. Like say by the time they're from zero, they're born till they're, they're 16. How many do you know how many they have to get? All right, in the US it's an extraordinary number. And it's not like that here in Japan. Um and you, again you've got to ask yourself why why would that be how come well if you're a business and you know that you can get into a line of pushing out a product where the liability coming back to you is essentially zero why wouldn't you keep yeah. pushing for more vaccines to be added to the schedule and if the impact on the person receiving them is somewhat subtle right they're not you know they're not well i say that you don't have limbs dropping off but I've, i'm literally seeing that with the current um vaccines right now are there would you say that there may be a possibility for a straw that broke the camel's back scenario? Oh, yeah. Because at some point, Whoa. a tipping point, there's a tipping point when you've been full of all this stuff, and then you go to the doctor for some reason, and they say, here, take this, and you take it, and that's the one, that's the thing that pushes you over the edge now and causes this whole chain reaction inside of you, uh, inflammation, pain, uh, disorientation, all these different things that go on, and people like get in their car and drive to work every day. Yeah, it's it's all going down, and again, it might just. I don't know how they will maneuver themselves right now, 
with respect to, like I say, deaths is a hard one to get round. And if there's a tidal wave or a tsunami of death, which perhaps we're seeing the first the first wave starting to roll in, um, I don't I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. Just keep denying it and hope hope that enough people just die. <laughs> That's like, there's not enough people c- coming forward. Or, I do know that, you know, I do know, Doctor, getting the truth out there and showing it, actually showing it to people as it's happening, like you're doing, and people can see that if they go to on, uh, let's say, Facebook, go to We Talk, you listen on Facebook, and you'll see the actual experiments that, that the doctor uh, did, and and he'll actually explain it to you. And I think education on this point is very important for everybody to find out because. I think the information in this sense is is the power that will set us free, because there's it seems to me, and I'm I, I lived in America for 54 years. I move over here, and I've been here for three years, and to me, it seems like America is just gone. It's they're destroying it piece by piece by piece, and it's just I'll uh, I'll hang up, let the other listeners call in. But um, thanks, Doc, for being here tonight, and thank you, Jimmy, for having the doc on. Appreciate hey, everything thanks. you guys do. Yeah, thanks a lot for all you do, man. Really Peace out. Yeah, so yeah. Visit, visit We Talk, You Listen. <laughs> yeah. Bruce. All right, you guys. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot. Bruce, jump in here. Cause I know, and okay, well, uh, look, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to lower the cynicism bar, right? We're having a nice civilized discussion within the parameters of rationality and science. I'm enjoying it phenomenally. But the elephant in the room is, yeah, there absolutely is a depopulation agenda. They're openly speaking about it at, on stages being recorded at the WEF. You know, by 2025, we hope to have this many, this percentage of a reduction in the human population. They're, they're open. They, they don't even hide it anymore. Mm. So, I mean, it would, it, you know, we have, we have all the disclosure we need absent a written confession of murderous intent. You know, actually written down as an affidavit and submitted by Schwab's lawyer uh, to world court that may or may not prosecute them. You have all the information you need to survive what we're going through and what's coming. You're going to have to become more autonomous, in both in your health care, your food supply, everything. You know, it, it is such a concatenation of monumentally catastrophic things, you know, disease, weather, food supply, how can all of these things be happening at once and all of them within systems that were created and are controlled by organized uh, institutions? We're not talking about an act of God here, as the insurance company would, would call it. I mean, the writing's on the wall. There, There's absolutely – look, we can, talk, we can talk about medical stories, you know, the kinds of experiences people are having in hospitals now. Well, I think there's it's whole- like even here in Costa Rica, my brother-in-law is going through a nightmare now. He's we don't know what he's got. He was vomiting blood and shitting blood. We don't know whether it's colon cancer or what it is. And they're bouncing them all over the hospitals. And and they, we can't even get an accurate diagnosis. I'm hearing similar stories out of Canada, you know. Hmm. So um, every every system we're in is on life support. And it's. They're all in states of profound moral flux. You, you can, you, the police are in moral flux. They no longer believe that they're serving the greater good. The, the number of doctors who have come forward and started doing videos, generally the age is around 55 where it's like, okay, I, 
I have my retirement in place. I don't give a shit. I got to say something. And then there's the inst- there's the aspect of the social organization we've chosen, these institutions, medical, educational, legal, all of them. And much like the pursuit of filthy lucre, there are two or three forms of acceptable sociopathy in Western society. Number one is pursuing your, your ambition and making money, that almost anything is forgivable under that flag, okay? And the other, one, the other one was I was only doing what my boss told me, and my boss is governed by the director of the hospital, and the director of the hospital is governed by the board of directors, and the board of directors is under the NIH or the Canadian Department of Health or the, or the U.S. Health Department. And it, it, it's, 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 everything is Nuremberg now. Like, it, I was just following orders. But more, more and more, I have a nurse friend I haven't spoken to in like 12 years or so, but we've main, maintained association through Facebook. She used to live um, in the West End of Toronto where I raised my son. She contacted me out of the blue about six weeks ago. She's working in the Toronto hospital system. She's a nurse, Filipino woman, about 49 or 50 years old. And she said, I can't believe what's going on. And she gave me this real sort of insider's perspective, like all the doctors and nurses know. They openly speak about it. This this vaccine is harming people. Mm. You know, it's killing people. It's, And we haven't even seen what are the predicted full effects of it yet. No. And some some of the early some of the early cranks who got out early and said what the side effects of mRNA would be have been like they're coming in 90, 95 percent accurate. Well, so it's, the, it's the, like even, those, we, those we aren't the cranks, that, though. The medical. Those aren't the cranks. The, the, no, the, they're not. I'm sorry. The, the, this is this yeah. is the issue that we've been dealing with right from the beginning is that there, there were a whole cadre of individuals that were signal boosted etc and i I would put forward the premise that that was deliberate they want again the pharmaceuticals or whoever's doing this want you to think that they're a nanobots and you're they're, they're wiring you up for plugging you into the internet 2.0 3.0 whatever it is we're at right now and all the time, all the time that people are spiraling about that, you're not learning about the biology of the technology itself and the harms that that can do. But what, it's much harder to learn yeah. about it to begin with. It's easy. It's easy just to go down the path of why well, it must must be nanohydras and um, aliens and bots in the in the shops doing this. But no, there there are quite plausible uh, they're not run-of-the-mill but that they are explainable within the context of well understood biology the fallout that we're seeing and you know the sudden i mean the dads right the sudden adult death syndrome and the normalization of cardiac events in the in the fit and healthy mm-hmm. we know why that yeah. is right and yeah we can we can and, and and this is this is why i think as soon as soon as i started pushing out stuff that well n- now we've got data that really makes them culpable right because if you can see differences between batches in vaccines maybe some are blanks maybe some are hotter than others then 
that yeah. that's that's gonna worry them more than me going on Alex Jones or Stu Peters or, or whatever his name is and telling people that there are all, all this nanotech inside that that's that's geared towards this transhumanist um agenda what? now as I say I don't want to dismiss what? transhumanism but the 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 simple the simple fact of the matter is there's more basic biology that we we it's incumbent upon you to understand it and understand the risks and the well the 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 potential future threats that are coming towards us and I'm I guess I'm just sort of rattling away on my own here right now but the the I would encourage everyone right now be um be circumspect and like I say check everything that I'm doing go make your own do your own research and then try to come to a conclusion that's going to be protective of you in the weeks to months to years to head and my my concern right now is that 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 operation covid is done with now now comes now comes operation war and they're going to put you they're, they're going to drag us down um, we're seeing that around ukraine whether they do something in the pacific right now around taiwan um all all of this makes for a potentially very very uncomfortable near-term future and you've got to do your best to insulate yourself from that and the other the other thing is just don't don't get caught up in these forever wars they want you to they want your sons being shipped off they want you getting all riled up about <laughs> ukrainians or russians or whatever um just switch it off do the reading you need to do and then like I say, carry on, carry on living your life and don't engage with the beast would be uh, would be my advice. See you back there, Jimmy. I think we lost a whole I think Bruce dropped off well, the line. Did Bruce drop off? Well, if he oh, did, no, he'll be back. He tends to do that when he well, has to go get us get himself some coffee or something. We've been joined by eight oh five. Go ahead. Okay, I wasn't sure if I was on live. I just yeah, you are quiet for me. Yeah, hey, what's happening? Hey, you're on. Uh, uh, who is this? Who's calling? Uh, this is Chuck. I <laughs> called like two weeks ago or something. Yeah, yeah, I remember you, Chuck. I just I couldn't tell if it was you or not. Great man. So I'm glad you're calling in. Doc McCarran's here. Uh, Bruce McDonald's somewhere in the mist. Uh, Epic, uh, Epic Journeyman is not here, and uh, Rock and Rio is somewhere over there. I can't see him quite yet. But there you go, uh, Chuck. Uh, you got a question for the doc? Uh, yes, I do. But before I do, I I, I was wondering if uh, Rio could do a request for reverse. Um, <laughs> I know the dog got into a debate with um, what's that? What's that crazy that you got into a debate with, Doc? Oh, uh, Mark Bailey. <laughs> oh yeah. I was wondering if Rio could could do a reverse on that. Just cause I know they did one with Stupid Peters and yeah, yeah. 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 Rock and Rio, are you still there? No. Yeah, he's out. <laughs> no, nah, he's not there. Well, listen, he wasn't he wasn't feeling that good before the show. 
And uh, so okay. uh, hopefully he's he's cool. But I'll relay the message. And yeah, we'd love to do that. Yeah. Want to come back when we do it? And uh, we can yeah. listen to it. There you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we can okay. do that for sure. Yeah, yeah just well, I, I, actually, here's here's some interesting news for people. So, supposedly, if I wake up twelve hours from now, um, I will be in a let's say discussion with one Robert O. Young, and um, what's that discussion going to be about, Doc? Monkeypox, I think, is the premise of the discussion. He thinks. Uh, let me ask you a question, Jimmy. Um, all the time that you were around, all that uh, telecoms equipment, did you ever develop the pox? Any, no. Any pox? No. Just... Nothing. Yeah. Uh, so his his view is is that monkeypox is a consequence of five G. Yeah. Well, he's out of his mind because what what happened <laughs> with uh, with uh, RF. Is it goes after your soft tissue, so it goes after your nuts and your eyeballs. Uh, anything where there's soft tissue, that's where you're going to get some issues. But it's not going to be monkeypox unless you're having to be floating in front of some high-powered Navy ship. I mean, the, people, the, the birds drop right out of the sky on some of these satellite dishes that, that are out there running around. But um, So, Chuck... Did you have a question for the doc? Because, oh. uh, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Um, I know, like, the doc, I listened to some of your shows. I know you're not really into, like, um, well, it's not that you're into it. You're more on the science base versus the telling people what to do, right? Like, yeah. they have, like, the long COVID or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, know has, I know most of your listeners have heard of, probably heard of the FLCCC doctors, mm-hmm. like Dr. Paul Merrick. I think he... Recently, like within the last month or two, said that people should do like fasting to clear the the spike from either the natural infection or the Michelle Pfeiffer's. Just uh-huh. curious, what do you think on autophaging to potentially, you know, solve that issue? <clears throat> um, I, I I think fasting is a well tried and proven way of improving your health. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you can do it, do it. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I think our backs are so much against the wall right now with respect to global events that anything that you can do to bring your life into harmony and health, um, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's tough fast. Yeah, I gotta say, cause I, I, I kind of have long COVID cause I had it like from the original infection mm-hmm. back in March of 2020. And actually, give me pericarditis, man. So, I kind of, I didn't. It was like scary, <laughs> to be honest. And um, Damn. I've been doing, yeah, I've been doing the intermittent fasting, and then I recently did like a two-day fast. And I think honestly, man, I gotta say it helped me in my situation. Like, I get less headaches now. Granted, I mean it's too early to say, but like I've taken <laughs> like a lot of supplements and whatnot, and most mm-hmm. of them didn't work. But I gotta say, this fasting stuff, I think. Like I said, it's early, but I think it's helped me. So mm. I wanted to let any people, your listeners, and anyone that's suffering from this to try it if they can. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm all for I, it. I always eat one meal a day. And then I don't sit there and eat all day or whatever. Like, especially when I'm working, I don't eat. 
So, I mean, it's kind of, that's kind of a, a way of fasting. If you could just like eat, you know, narrow your, your meal down to like one meal that, you know, if you're going to have one, you know, just have like a well-rounded something, you know, where you get full some way, way before you're going to go to sleep. You know what I mean? So you, so you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just consistently burning the fuel that you, you put in and, uh, maybe that you keeps you right there, you know, keeps all your systems functioning. You know, some, a lot of what people are missing is minerals, minerals. I swear, I don't care what's the matter with you. If you get in a Epsom salt bath, uh, you're going to feel better. I'll tell you another thing. I, I've almost done this because it's so unbelievable. Um, I'm not giving anybody medical advice. And so for any reason, this isn't medically okay. It's all right because it's only for myself. This is what I do for myself. Is uh, You get Epsom salts, man, and you use that as a scrub on your face. Man, it takes years off your face. I swear. Check it out yourself. You know, I mean, everyone uses like a scrub here and there in their in their life. You know, that you got some pimples, you know, you got some blackheads or whatever. You, you could go buy these apricot seed scrubs where you like whoo, sandpaper in your face. I mean, I thought to myself, huh, <laughs> if I'm going to sandpaper my face, why don't I try it with some magnesiums? And sure enough, man, boom. Mm. I was amazed at the results. And so I was literally going to just take straight old epsom salts and put it in a container and call it the fountain of youth man because literally <laughs> it's literally i'm listening everybody could use a little magnesium is all i'm saying yeah you know what i i had some yesterday i do have a magnesium powder that i do take i took my kids uh archery um yesterday for the first time and I was I hadn't I was using my bow for the first time in God knows how many years, and I got back, and uh, dang, I was feeling it, and um, yeah, took some magnesium, bit of ibuprofen, all right as rain. <laughs> yeah, man. And then this, you know, the thing about these minerals too, it's not just a simple matter of taking something because you hear about it. You know, here you hear about copper, you start taking it. Well, unless it's in Janssen vaccines, I wouldn't recommend that one. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. When you take, like, say, for example, if you take zinc, you got to take copper with it. Mm. But I mean, but if you don't know that aspect of it, you're doing the zinc and that's good, but you're missing this key ingredient that could make it great. And that's the thing. You can go along in life and it can be good and you're just missing that one little thing. That could make it great. And so, you know what? Today might be that day. That's yeah, I, you know, I do. I, 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 to get back to the fasting, um, I do think that there's, yeah, it's in all the religions, right? There's a, there's a fasting period to, to I don't know, cleanse, use, use up the body. Um, but just bring it to... From an evolutionary perspective, I don't think you now our modern lifestyle is well. You've you've just got such convenience with food, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not, you know, wind it back a few hundred years. 
you probably had to spend quite a bit of your time hungry, right? Yeah, you, uh -huh. might, you, you might have had to work, you know, you might have had food available, but there was always a process. You've got to make it from scratch, right? Man, you weren't wondering about what gender you were. You were looking for something to eat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. Yeah. And, you know, this Can I make a comment on that? Sure. Please do. Oh, sorry. Oh, I just, because, you know, in Islam, they do that fasting, I think, is it once a month, right? Ramadan, where they don't eat during the day. And here in America, I think the closest we get to it is when we don't eat meat. Good Friday. On Fridays. Yeah, there you go. And that's like only on a Friday. It's not even. Catholicism. That's the Catholicism. closest we get to fasting. Mm -hmm. And I think we lose that here in the West. So, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, uh, thank you for taking my talk, talk, call, Jimmy. Um, I'm going to oh, hang thanks, up. Thanks, Chuck. And call in anytime, bro. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you, Doc, for it. Yeah, yeah now, sorry, uh, thank you for, hey, hey Bruce, you, is you, back. Bruce is back, and, and before you go, I'm just going to tell you, coming up, man, Bruce is going to be doing his uh, radio show in the morning coming up pretty soon. Whoa, boy, hey, Jimmy, nothing's inked. <laughs> it's none of your business, please. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I was... <laughs> no, I don't think you are, but I you am? will be. Okay, well, hey, man, I'm sorry. I was trying. Oh, dude, to... dude, dude. I, I'm just, you know, no, I, I don't know nothing yet. I don't know nothing I'm yet. Sorry. Plus, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on now. On. I'm sorry. I, um. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I was trying, no worries, trying no to worries. do you a favor, man. I thought it was all solid, and so, apologize, man. No, no. All right. No. So, anyways, uh, moving on. Um, thanks for uh, giving us a call, Chuck. And um, so, Doc, what do you got? Right, thank you. Bye. What do you got coming up? Uh, are are you guys uh, are you guys going to do a presentation of this discussion you're going to be having tomorrow? Oh, I'll just stream it um, on my channel, so it'll be yeah approximately twelve hours from now. And um, you know, again, do you, Doc, I got to ask: Do you have a lot of? Do you get a lot of peer support, even clandest clandestinely? Do you, no. you know other doctors sending none? very little what do you what there's there's a there's do you account, how do you account for that i mean they would know better than anybody else something is not quite right with this vaccine ah uh, look look I, I i chose a very unorthodox approach of doing this which was uh, I, my goal wasn't to speak to doctors and clinicians and academics and uh, when i started this out i i wanted to I knew that there would be cynicism among people from where my roots come from, which, you know, it's a sort of working class background, distrustful of authority, etc. And, you know, that's not really catered for. There's plenty of shirt and tie wearing, smooth talking lick spittles on the internet that will tell you what you want to hear but there's very there's very few that will i don't know you know get in with the get in with the troops and um mm -hmm. and try to make myself accessible yes there are there are some doctors that there's one in the chat right now karma doc um we wouldn't be we wouldn't have any of the data that we have right now, if it wasn't for her. Um, and, you know, of course, uh, Dr. Richard Fleming, uh, I'm good friends with. Um, mm -hmm. 
there's a few others. Of course, shout out to Jonathan Cooey. Um, but in terms of, I'm I'm too uh, politically incorrect for most professionals, I would say. And yeah, that's that. I'm I'm okay with that. Suits me fine. So we've been joined by uh, 703. 703, who are you and where are you calling from? Um, incognito and uh, Virginia. Hey, what's happening? So uh, did you have a question for the doc or Bruce McDonald? Um, actually, it's for the doc, and it's to say thank you for all the insight that you provide to us. And then I have two questions. The first one is um, the amount of copper that is in the blue bloods or the RH negative versus the red bloods. Can you speak to that? No. Okay. Well, that leads me to my second question, and maybe it's just food for thought. My second question is, you said you found a high level of copper in the VAX. You spoke to the J&J. Did you also find it in the other ones? No, just Janssen. The reason I ask, and I'm trying to make the connection between the bloods, is because aren't blue bloods um, copper-based cyanin? Uh-huh. Uh, well, yeah, so you can look at lobsters and crabs, right? They have a copper-based uh, blood, I guess. So I don't know. Beyond that, I, d- I, don't, I don't know. Well, I know I I have a I, I you know I smell what she's cooking because I'm Rh negative, so there is there is quite a bit of uh, talk in the Rh negative community, which there actually is one, uh, about this particular aspect um, of this of this copper aspect to the blood system, and I was interesting that you bring this up because when you mentioned that earlier, it's something that might perked my ear up. I, you know, I didn't ask you about it, but it, per- it definitely did perk my ear up because I thought to myself, huh, I wonder what that means to in relation to uh, blood uh, that 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 uh, is not Rh negative and what happens to people who take that injectable that are Rh negative, that copper then maybe in, has potential to actually help those and hurt others in, in a sense that's why my ear perked up i i, I wouldn't know all, all i can tell you is i i haven't found any reason why copper would be put into these products as an adjuvant but the this... only thing that matters about the copper is the fact that it's in there not what it does to the mm-hmm. blood just period what it's that the fact that it's in there is the thing that makes it wrong it's period right yeah shouldn't be in there. that and the cool that in the correlation to the death counts. Well, you know, fortunately, Janssen have been, you know, not so widely. And that's not true. There's, there's millions of doses been given. It's the it's the vaccine for the poorer countries. Um, like I say, all all I have is an N of one in this particular instance, but the signal was very clear. You could see it in the scanning electron microscopy. Very, it was the perfect example of a nanoparticle. Um, beyond that, I I can't I can't add anything more insightful. 
again, I would just add, they're being duplicitous about the contents of these vials. That's mm -hmm. that's the most yeah. important aspect. And I, I would just add this. If, if they were putting out blanks and this was done intentionally, you have to ask why. And it may be that they they were concerned at some level about the number of adverse events which they might get. So if you can put out 30, 40% of the vials which are blank at any one time, what that does is it lowers the ratio of adverse events to shots given. And so mm -hmm. they're able to maintain the illusion longer. Um, mm -hmm. Again, are we, are we still on? the radio um, yeah we are yeah. 10 10 more minutes and uh we can go into overtime for another period of time i don't think there's a show coming on but after us but i'm not sure on that but go ahead we can stay on youtube as long as you want go ahead sure. so what i would what i would say is this it's you know we've done the investigation into the elemental the chemical makeup of these vaccines now look there have, there have been billions of doses dished out to people and there's no way you're ever going to be able to get anything approximating a statistically useful um, data set from trying to do these experiments we we've got enough to show that there are differences the next step is to move towards um, actual testing and in this instance what i'm trying to do is to um, i have the open to me provided I can raise the capital to go and do these, to do the experiments on primates. And let's, let's put these shots in primates. And instead of like the corporate side has done, which is just look for their signature, I want to say health giving properties, but the protective properties associated with um, inducing an immune response. But let's let's go and test them in a manner in which we can explore the envelope around how safe they really are because i've i've got a sneaking suspicion that should we should we go and do this and we start we know the purity level so we can test that objectively and then that's why that's why your paypal's gone buddy yeah yeah, because you you people know that you're about to try to do this research and you are going to take in, uh, you know, contributions and uh, and I, I guarantee you that my you know my opinion maybe that's why everything is starting that thing dried up. Um, McCarrandojo. Uh, dot coms where you can go find the doc and you can uh, make a, a tip over there in the tip jar. Hmm. If you feel uh, inclined and uh, please continue, doc. Is there anything else? Seven oh three. No, just thank you. And if thank you would you. take a look at the correlation yeah, but... at the death with the blood types. Okay, we will. Thanks. Hey, thanks because for... if you can't get the research done, at least see if there's some data there. Well, we appreciate your input. Have a great night. Thanks for calling. All right, there she goes, incognito. Um, I'm here with Bruce McDonald but, uh... with the doc. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, thank you is in order. I mean, doc, you've made sacrifices you know and this is the characteristic of you know a good person you know 99 out of 100 people just go with the flow of the river or the stream 
you know, the, whatever fills up their rice bowl. But, you know, to get out of this entanglement we're in, we're, we're going to need a lot of people to make sacrifices mm-hmm. like you. Um, yeah. been, literally, Bruce, I mean, you, man, well said, brother. And I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, man, the doc, yeah. the doc has been going through this thing the whole time. And he, you know, he put his whole his whole situation, uh, you know, under scrutiny, and uh, you know, put himself in danger for the kind of stuff and kind of talk that was going on, and uh, and he's still here today. Uh, thanks, uh, you know, God bless. Um, and man, I can't thank you enough either for coming on and being here for such a great discussion. And I, we're about running out of time. We got about three more minutes left on Revolution Radio. Uh, we'll continue on and say goodnight over on uh, Into the Microcosm of Jimmy Jean Strike Zone on YouTube. Bruce McDonald's here, Doc McCarran. Uh So go ahead. Uh, you got about four minutes. Go ahead, Doc. Well, I'll just say if if, if people want to see act, the proper experiments done, this is how bad it is that the Pfizer animal studies, which they ran concurrently with human studies and then said it was safe, the head of the Primate Research Institute uh in texas who was responsible for these uh for these studies um is under was under investigation for falsifying data and yet he's still keeping his job he's still getting nih grants poured poured into his uh his lab and institute and these people we know that they are liars (laughs) we we have a chance we have a chance to be able to go and do these experiments that's and I'll I'll be honest. If I don't find anything, I'll report. There's nothing there to see. I can't I can't get it. But the, again, I I'm finding out you, dude, ladies and gentlemen. That is the thing about the doc right there is if he finds something that doesn't go along with whatever anybody's uh, hobby horse is, um, you know, he's gonna tell you. So um. That's how you know you can trust somebody is when they're going to tell you, even if if what they tell you doesn't go along with what you necessarily think. John, I've never, I've never actually never actually met anyone who finished Tristram Shandy. Tristram Shandy, I'm not sure what that is. He's talking about it's you. Where hobby horse comes from? Yeah. Yes, where you hobby brought, horse comes from? Oh, okay. you brought hobby horse a long time ago when you were talking about those uh, spiro keats that were in the uh, or hydro. Yeah. or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> From the amount of damage that did. British novel. I, I've never Man read habit it. Habit or obsession, hobby horse. Mm, yeah, I, I know it as a, just a, your your own ideological possession, right? You're coming in with your yeah. hobby horse. That's the only yeah. one that, yeah. that matters. And, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm close to sort of having a document. Well, I could send it out right now. I'm just pulling my hair out because my referencing software is messing me about but um you know there's there's potentially some angels waiting in the wings who who want to see the answers to this research and you know it doesn't it, it's not difficult research compared to what i would normally do or did do yeah the thing is i'm not supposed to be working dude I'm supposed to be i'm supposed to be ill health tired just sitting on my ass <laughs> well you know I think um, I think normally maybe they would go this route in in advance, 
of having human beings be the ones. But in this case, they didn't need any any primates because we're all just animals on the farm to be experimented on whenever they feel like it. Yeah. All right. We appreciate everybody. Appreciate each and every one of you. Stay safe. Do your best. And everything can change with a phone call. Remember that. Thanks, Doc, for being here. I'm Karen Dojo.com. It's Revolution Radio. Soon to the microcosm with Jimmy Jean Strike Zone. Rock and Rio for Epic Journeyman. And everybody, all the chatters over there. We'll stay there over on YouTube. Good night. There goes Revolution Radio. Rothy, yeah. right. Start effing and blinding now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like me and you are the only two left. So Rio's I think we haven't chatted in ages. So. <laughs> oh, dude, Rio's there, but he's yellow. How could he still be on? See, his, his phone's off the hook. I'm going to hang up on you, Rio. If you're there, just call back. But I think you're sleeping. I think you fell asleep. It's just me and you, Doc, in the chat room. There's like 60 people over here. There was. Let me go look again. Okay. Yeah, it's 56 people still hanging over here. So um, my mom's made me a giant pot of soup today. Mm. A chunk of beef in there and a bunch of carrots, tomatoes off the vine, fresh out of the yard, mm. some homemade noodles. And that's what I'm looking forward to. As soon as we jump off the air here, so. Uh, yeah, that, and, and again, I would, I would just add this for four people. Um, yeah, there's no need to spend hundreds and hundreds on supplements unless, unless, unless you are, you know, you do have a problem. But if you're, if you're a robust health man, just get uh, good food, good food. Um, stop, stop abusing yourself. Stay away from restaurants, man. Mm. I'm telling you right now because you know what restaurants are cool it's good to be in the restaurant business but the one thing about the restaurant business is you're on a time clock so you have to invest all your money in these goods and then turn those into products mm. problem is that shit goes bad so you got a choice when you're running out of money and you're charging literally I'm, I shit you not hamburger at the barbecue joint down the street from my house mm. 34 effing dollars dude what for a burger one burger now so here's the thing no listen to this this is what's crazy because who's buying those 34 dollar burgers are they selling enough of them to get rid of that shit before it goes bad or are they hanging on to it just a little bit longer and like you're and 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 when they sold them the meat the meat was already hanging around a little bit longer when they bought it on the hamburger meat you know I I i don't know dude it's disgusting, dude. When you think about it, it's just. I'm just saying, when they when they gotta hang on to that food a little longer, it always puts you in danger. Mm. Puts you in danger of an explosive hiney when you go sit down on the toilet. 
Well, oh, you know, the, uh, Marie in our chat was just sending. Well, she she'd asked me yesterday that there's a family that they know, father is not well, lesions on the brain, seizures and everything, and uh, wanted my advice. And um, you know, I she asked if it was prion disorders. I said, mm -hmm. well, if there's lesions, it could be. Um, here's a test you should go and do. But she contacted me today, and it's listeria. Right, and listeria is a foodborne pathogen. Um, you know, it's it's one of these. There, there, for the grace of God, go go us all, basically. Yeah, that's it's that way. Like in a lot of respects, right now, mm. you know, that's the thing. Is like you know, there's some of some people have had to have had to go ahead and do that thing. You know, do that test or do that injectable. Mm. And um, when you talk about it in in this way, and it and it sheds a certain light on that particular thing. There's like-minded individuals that, that are here listening that may or may not have to, had to do that. And so a lot of this talk, you know, instills fear into people about because they took uh, one of those or they got a booster or whatever it is or they had this one or that one. It caused some anxiety for some people, you know, so. I, I would just say this. You're still around. Um, great. Don't sweat <laughs> it, man. Just don't take any more. Yeah, that's there you go. So that's pretty much the I guess that's the measuring stick. If you had to do that for your job and you're still around, then you're probably all good. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just start, you know, taking care of yourself every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, physician heal thyself in terms of myself. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. If, if you're in your 30s, it's far, far easier than, you know, when you've when you've clocked in more than half your allotted uh, free score in 10 uh, you know it starts getting progressively harder and but... Jennifer Jennifer Whitehouse in the chat over here asked hasn't some zoo animals given the mRNA injections like big cats died yeah and and a gorilla yeah yeah well, well if this if this do um, do big cats have the same internal workings as a human being. And I mean, if you injected it with human being MRNA, wouldn't that? But it's not, it's not human MRNA, is it? It's viral. And, you know, there's what we know is that there are parts of that protein which are particularly toxic. And it, it's. Some people are just going to be more susceptible than others, right? Mm -hmm. And vive la difference, as far as I'm concerned. And again, do what you need to do. Stay, stay healthy, stay happy. And I'll be here. Nice. Shout at the camera. All right. Jimmy T. Well, let's get let's get the hell out because I'm starving like Marvin. Yeah, man. Go eat that Got beef it. beef stew. Um, the soup, man. That's the thing about soup. It just feels, you know, when you eat it, it just feels healing, you know.
Plus, like, there's a box of these croissants. There's like 30 mini croissants in this giant box. Mm. I'm just going to put butter all over it and dip it in that soup and slurp my way to oblivion. You do that, sir. I'm going to. Thanks for being here, Doc. Hey, you're welcome, bro. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon, eh? Yeah. And uh, don't forget, the Doc's got a network over there, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sit here for a few minutes more and uh, wait her away. Just go, right. go through the chat a little bit. All right, bro. Much love to you, brother. I'm yeah, too you too. Okay. Hey, hey, Kev Baker lives, man. Of course. Every day on my stream, we have a picture of him. Plus, you know, he's on every day at 2 o'clock, just like he used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. All right. We love you, everybody. Take care yeah. of yourself. Yeah. You too, bro. Talk to you later. Yeah, man. See you. All right, folks. Uh, let me do this. And what can I do? Ask me later. What can I do? Um, yeah, so I'm at the point of finishing up my document. I've got an issue with it keeps crashing when I'm trying to put references in. But that's yeah, a complete document there, ready to go. Um, yeah, some some worked, some worked, but you know. And hopefully, hopefully we'll get to the point where we can do these experiments. And you know, I'm intrigued. I want to know what's going on, and if. Uh, Ah, tax evading blick. Simon Phoenix. Yeah, never occurred. W talk. We talk. You listen live. Uh, go there. We're upgrading. We're upgrading. Got significant upgrades. That's a good page to land on. Um, if if you can uh, get your bank to authorize it, you can send a donor to the good doc. Uh, if you want to go to this link, um, every every shekel is appreciated. Um, it all goes down to uh, it all goes to the science and uh, keeping me coming back and of course McCann Dojo um, become a Patreon just close that yeah become a Patreon or the tip jar buy me a coffee subscribe star and uh, if you've got if you're sitting on thousands of bitcoins break off ten for the dock. You get all this. I'll choke you with science. Uh, end of day's prophet says, "Where's twenty five bucks? Didn't go through." Um, did you try end of day's prophet? Try sending it to buy me a coffee. Coffee link address. Send it to uh, buy me a coffee. It's your bank. I can see the. I can see the attempt at making it. And what does it say? I'll tell you what it says. The bank returned the decline, do not honor, yada, yada, yada. And um, you need to speak to your bank. <laughs> say, let it through. That's what that's what it says. Uh, I wish I wish I could do more. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few failures today. God, so frustrating seeing those things bounce. Fucking PayPal. Bastards! Uh, yeah, it is what it is. We, we've got to, uh, got to, got to keep fighting on. 
Um, what did I have lined up for streams? Kush, good to see you, bro. I haven't seen you for a while. Uh, TNA Plastic, thank you. Anyone, ever, anyone and everyone that's a Patreon, uh, you have no idea how grateful I am for you guys. I don't, I don't do Patreon specific content. I put everything up for free. I think it's especially important in this time that um, information shouldn't be restricted, shouldn't be behind paywalls. Uh, any further thoughts on boys growing amyloid-like cross-contamination? On the boys growing amyloid-like cross-contamination? Uh, what do you mean the boys? Uh, your... You mean your testicles? Um, uh, I'm less... It's not high up on my radar right now. So, um, the... What is my concern? Well, that we're seeing this excess death right now. And again, um, Ethical Skeptic, Substack is the place to go. Um, again, let's take a look at that. Ethical Skeptic, Substack. And maybe, maybe he's done, that's no, still part one. But, uh, you know, these figures are alarming. And, you know, <laughs> excess non-COVID, natural death. Um, you know, it was already elevated 2020. And now, <laughs> slopes like that should have people concerned. And septicemia, for some reason. Um, diabetes, oh, it's dropping off. Um, Alzheimer's still on an upward slope, but we know that it hit the aged a lot. So that sort of covers the prion issues. And maybe the most disturbing thing is, uh, well, nephritis, obviously, but uh, this cancer. <laughs> Someone's got to explain that one. And yeah, maybe, just maybe, it just comes down to good old cancer. And that's where we're really, really going to see the impact that you've put in a bunch of genetic material, wrapped it, wrapped it in a vector, like lipid nanoparticles or adenovirus vector, and have it breach the cell nucleus somehow. Maybe the spike itself is carcinogenic. I don't know. But that, that is not normal. And, you know, this is a variation against trend. So it's, it's not raw numbers. It's, uh, it's processed to some degree. Um, but yeah, this, if this holds true, and we're on this trajectory right now, and they still people are still lining up. I've got to uh, got a question there, sanity. I think I'll probably have to put this stream on private. I would say uh, if it's at Goat Rumble, Rumble's working. Uh, anywhere else, I think that's it. I'm going to try and figure out what's going on with my uh, references. So I can finish this bloody document. Been 
<sighs> Things always take a long time. Always, uh, always quick. Well, quick. <laughs> Takes longer than you're expecting. All right, so that's it. I'm going to be out of here. I, I will. If I'm awake, if I'm awake three o'clock in the morning i'll i'll debate uh name stealer robert young all right so that's me out of here guys remember support the good doc where and when you can and i'll continue to keep fighting for you have a good weekend god bless bro you don't know how angry i am you do i'm like i was just leaving for fucking work you do not understand how fucking first off after reading that little line i will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine fuck these peppers i will fucking kill each fucking pepper this is not a fucking joke anymore this is fucking dead serious i am fucking dead serious these people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying fuck these peppers no fucking vaccine forever Hold on, I this guy. Check